Hey, check it out. Hey, check it out. Hey, check it out. It's Anna and Corey and Josh and Jen, who's our special guest star. And she's my girlfriend. And we're going to check it out today. We're checking out the camp in space, space camp, where you kind of float and you might die. And there's a robot and some annoying guys. And all the girls are better than boys. But that's okay, except for Rudy, who's fine. Space camp, space camp. We're going to space camp to check it out. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hey, Check It Out, the podcast where one of us picks a film and makes the other people watch it because they haven't seen it yet or don't remember having seen it. And sometimes your girlfriend picks the movie and she comes on the podcast to talk about it with you, which is the case today because my girlfriend Jen is with us. Hello. Anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Anna Wasserman. My pronouns are she, her. Hello, I'm Josh Kagan. My pronouns are he, him. Hi, I'm Coriander Dickinson, she, her. Hi, I'm Jen Foote, and my pronouns are she, her. Today, in case you missed the intro, we are watching the 1986 movie Space Camp. Got it all out. I've never heard like checks notes, like literally through someone's voice. <laughs> um, if I can just confirm. Uh, starring Kate Capshaw, Leah Thompson, Kelly Preston, Larry B. Scott, Joaquin Phoenix, better known as Leaf Phoenix at the time, Tate Donovan, Tom Skerritt, and Terry O'Quinn. And some other people probably. Who is Terry O'Quinn? The stepfather. Terry yeah, the stepfather. And he was on he was on Lost. He was he was the Guy Locke. on Lost. Yeah. John oh, I, I didn't watch Famous that. Philosopher. That's the thing people like. <laughs> I mean, you're He's probably just as well. dad in Patriot, and he plays folk guitar. Huh. Most importantly, he was the stepfather, which absolutely kicks ass. That is important to you, and I haven't seen the stepfather, and I need to correct that. But we've all seen Patriot, right? I need to correct that. What's Patriot? No. It's a two-season TV series for the internet. It's really good. It's about a sad man. It's about a sad man. Awesome. <laughs> or as I like to call it, a mirror. <laughs> ah. Anyway, um, Space Camp is a film about kids going to space camp. Jen picked this movie. I'm going to put her on the spot and be like, Jen, why'd you pick this movie? When I was... A girl i can't remember how old but it would have been a while after this came out um i was obsessed i was kind of a one movie at a time kid and i was obsessed with labyrinth and every time my dad went to the video store to rent videos that's how long ago it was i'd be like labyrinth labyrinth and i think i think maybe he got sick of getting labyrinth for me and so he came home one day and i suspect was lying and said labyrinth wasn't available and so he brought me this movie space camp and i was i remember being really disappointed and i watched space camp and suddenly it was just space camp for me for this quite long period of time i rented space camp so many times and i even had the novelization of the movie i i don't still have it but i remember it really clearly i looked it up and the cover was exactly how i remembered it um and so i lived and breathed space camp but now I haven't seen it in in decades until until last week. So I absolutely loved this movie. In general terms, do you feel like it holds up? 
Yeah, I think so. It was it was a bit surreal because it was these scenes that I had seen many times, but not for a long time. And and I think it did. Um, I thought it was at the time I while we were watching it, I thought, why wasn't this bigger? Nobody talks about Space Camp anymore. And I think we can, we'll get into a minute about why that might be. <laughs> <end. laughs> um, I do remember the special effects maybe not wowing me quite as much this time through. Like how they achieved the magic of zero gravity seemed a bit more obvious as, as an adult rewatching it. And I don't remember the ending being so abrupt. But overall, I thought it was a fun movie. I still liked it. I don't know how y'all watched it. And for our listening audience, your only option, uh, basically, unless you're one of them uh, torrenting motherfuckers, is uh, there is a perfectly reasonable 360, 480p uh, rip of this on YouTube, which is how I watched it, because this is one of those movies that is for some reason just just escaped streaming's black hole and is available nowhere. Um, and as I was watching it, I was trying to figure out like, am I unimpressed by the special effects because it's blocky chalky on my big TV? Or is it because they hadn't quite figured things out back then? How did you all watch this? The least interesting question to ask, but I'm just curious. I found a copy online and downloaded it and watched it and it had a big old watermark from whoever encoded it in the bottom right corner. Perfect. <laughs> so I would not call it optimal, but it was probably, <laughs> I think, it, I think it was at least 720p. So oh, I'm sure it was, I'm sure it wasn't more than 720. There was definitely a shot in the, I'm saving Kate Capshaw from getting gravitied where <laughs> the wires were Holy so, <laughs> oh, well, no, nah, I mean, the giant, it's like somebody took a Sharpie and went, yoink, oh, yoink. The, black, the black bars. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> and I yeah. couldn't tell, I couldn't tell if that was because I was watching it in 360p Blocko vision or whether they were like about to go out with the picture and somebody went, it gets a, they didn't use whiteout, they used blackout. My favorites uh, where like the sun is going behind the earth and this little black circle just intersects the earth and keeps going it's not an effects masterpiece but the good news is otherwise i thought this movie was fucking awesome yeah a space campions thank you <laughs> i was i was not i was not shocked but my because i was one of those weird kids who read all of the reviews and I think at this point I was like 12, 13. And I absolutely, if a movie review said the movie was bad, I'd be like, that movie's bad. As opposed to now, if I read a bad review, I go, oh, I need this on 4K. Uh, but, back, <laughs> but back then it was just sort of like, oh, it's a Spielberg ripoff. It's bad. It doesn't work. It's like shitty Amblin, blah, blah, blah. This, this thing happened six months ago that we'll get into and now nobody wants it. And I think I might have watched it on VHS and just went, eh, why are they in space? Kayla and I watched it again. Kayla, very happy that, uh, like, oh, you're watching a normal movie this week. Please thank huh. Jen for me. Um, <laughs> and we were both enraptured. It's great. I watched this with my partner, Ian, who is a big NASA fan. We've got, like, art prints of different missions and satellites and stuff all over the house. He's deeply in love with old tech and shuttles and even even the Russian stuff, you know. And he was pretty sure that he loved Space Camp as a kid. 
And as we were watching it, he realized he wasn't thinking of space camp, and he just got progressively more and more upset. So <laughs> my view of the, the movie was like, it was okay, but maybe if I did, like, on a rewatch, it was better. Like, oh, okay, this is kind of fine. It's really straightforward, but it's fine. It's a lot better when someone doesn't think it's Flood of the Navigator. <laughs> oh, amazing. Very oh different movies. It is very straightforward, and that didn't bother me at all because it's a movie ostensibly for children. Like, yeah. it doesn't, there doesn't need to be a lot. There's no subtext. Like, everybody says exactly what they're thinking, as was the style of the time. And there is a mission, and they get through it. And then the second, you know, the second that they succeed, it's just like, da -da 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 -da. credits. Yeah. It, it, the ending is so abrupt. There's, Nothing happens I after really the I really ripped off from the slow-mo leaving and the high fives and the hugs. Oh, a hundred and totally percent, Jen. <laughs> it, you wanted that fucking, you wanted the Star Wars ending where they yeah. all get medals and shit. And, and, and little Max goes, oh, you know, and, <laughs> and then him and Jinx kiss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to assume they just ran out of money. Like the, <laughs> it's like that Blink 182 video with the little counter in the. I'm the only one who's ever watched a Blink 182 video in this group of people, and the counter just runs out, and they're just like, "We're done." Uh, the one thing that I remember from looking at the wiki, uh, because it's not my episode, so I didn't have to do research, is that the movie was supposed to take three months and took six. So I have to assume that when it was over, they were just like, we're fucking done. Get out. And they closed the door to the soundstage. We're just like, get out. Your car is here. No more. Well, I know that from what little research I did, because again, not my episode, that ABC Motion Pictures, the studio that produced it, uh, closed shop in 85. And mm. this is the last thing that hit theaters from, from mm. their productions. Shocking. I thought it was fine. Aside from like the special effects being, I think, dodgier than than I would have hoped for for something from 1986. I mean, you know, Kubrick, Kubrick uh, figured out the space stuff like a couple decades previously. Um, but sorry, can I just interrupt though and say yeah. that the special effects were good enough for you to be genuinely a bit scared <laughs> when they were getting the tanks of oxygen? <laughs> <Was> <laughs> I don't, I don't remember that. Uh, okay, that's the only yeah, time man, I'm going, I'm real I'm going tough. to tease you. <laughs> I, I'm real tough. I'm too Jen? tough for good movies. <sighs> this doesn't even have a guy in a Sasquatch suit <laughs> getting foot fucked. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, hmm. I see I've been pigeonholed yet again. Uh, Is this how you did? Didn't you think? This was exactly what was going to happen. Did you think Jen was going to be on your side in this episode? I don't know why I thought that. No, you're, you're, from, I mean, from, from experience, I should think otherwise. So, uh, Jen, how did this hold up? So tell us more about how you thought this held up this time around. <laughs> I thought it held up really well. What a what a classic piece. Okay, I can't even make myself say cinematic genius with a straight face. <laughs> but it's nice and good. It was a movie I liked as a little kid, and it was nostalgic, and I liked watching it again. It felt a little less rich, maybe not quite as deep. As a kid, I was really in it, and this time I could kind of see it a bit more for what it actually was. Mm -hmm. um, but on the rewatch, that was sort of gone, and I was just like, oh, yeah. It's, uh... I loved Ish when I was a kid. You loved who? 
Tish. The, oh, oh yeah. Tish. All her Tish bangles and sideways hair. And mm-hmm. I wanted Tish to do the 9,000th time that somebody was like, Tish, why do you know that? You wear makeup. I just wanted her to be like, because I'm fucking smart. Jesus. Okay. I'm a smart person, even though I crimp my hair, probably. <laughs> Which I think is a good message to send to kids. Like, it was really wholesome. <laughs> it is exceptionally wholesome. And unlike a lot of the stuff from the 1980s that you watch now and you go, long duck dung or whatever the fuck. Mm. This movie was like, it was only like gently sexist. And like, it was only, it wasn't like. There are problematic aspects to it, but as opposed to like a John Hughes movie or something else from this era or like Short Circuit where they put shoe polish mm-hmm. on a human being and he went, now I'm South Asian. And it's just like, Ugh. this was kind of a clean getaway. Like this is If nice. we're going to talk about the two movies I <laughs> that I was into then, Labyrinth and this one, and which one didn't have anything complicated and a bit weird when I rewatched it as an adult, Space Camp definitely wins. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we're going to have team we wanted a little more to it and team like for a children's movie from 1986. It's astonishing that you could probably show this and not have anyone be super mad at you for watching it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't just. Yet again, I am forced to forced to say that I did not dislike the film. Oh no, I just you know me. I'm just I like do. when something's good, when something's yeah. even a little good, I'm just like, holy shit, that's great. Josh. Yes. I think that out of out of all of us, or at the very least out of between you, me, and Corey, you have the most childlike spirit. I buy that. Yeah. Uh-oh, Corey doesn't like not having a childlike spirit. She's going to cry. Corey, you're, cyn- you're cynical. You're I'm super cynical. cynical. Oh, no, she I'm, left. I'm a professional <laughs> cynic, but my heart's Don't not listen in to it. him, seven jerks. Okay, no, that's... Wait, you have, a, you have a robot named Salinger? Salinger. No, no, Savenger. this is from Ultraman. Yeah. Oh, my mistake. Um, no, okay, anyway, just... my point is that I'm the most cynical one here. I'm just always team movies. I'm just yeah. like, yay, movies. We did it again. We were entertained and it was fine. And I don't have to apologize to people when I say like, hey, this movie was great. But if I had seen really this nice. as a kid, I would have wanted to go to space camp immediately. I would be like, please, parents, I know we're in a different country, but sign me up. I, I did see this as a kid and I thought it was boring, but I liked it more as an adult. Also, like my heart belongs to explorers. Fascinating. That makes sense, right? Yeah, no, it it that absolutely makes sense because Space Camp is Explorers is the kids doing it for themselves and Space Camp is still within there's still an aura of the government will fix this kind of hovering over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no. Think that, Dante ride or die for life basically. Oh, please do not Oh wait, that's I'm not saying you're not I do. I do love me some Joe Dante. I need to go back. I need to do a Dante watch through. I love that man. That just means I'm going to have to watch small soldiers at some point, And that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> that was from my childhood and I loved it. I saw it in the theater because it was a Joe Dante movie. <laughs> we should talk about this movie. Sure. Space. 
<laughs> Why'd you say that like a villain? Space. The final frontier. It's, no. It's out there. Space. Space. It's, there's music. There's a lot of a lot of uh strings and woodwinds involved in this music. It's a little reminiscent of E.T. And then you see the credits come up and it's John Williams. Like, oh, okay. That's the one thing they sprung for, I feel like, because certainly they didn't spring for special effects. It's a star-studded mm. cast, but it's all after-the-fact stars, if that makes sense. Like, Kate Capshaw, I guess, was a biggish deal back then, but not like... She wasn't like a name above the title Leah person, Thompson did Back to the Future the previous year. Oh, okay. Dan was like in Howard the Duck the, the same the year. Stars. And Jaws 3 in 82, 83. She, mm. she had a weird start to her career because there were like fucking huge movies and then like kind of movies. Uh, she's great in this, though. She is. But they got John Williams, uh, which I feel like is where most of the money went to. I think a lot of the money went to NASA, like literally <laughs> went to NASA. Oh, yeah, because this is uh, it, they don't. It's not NASA. Like they do, they definitely, it's, it's definitely, IASA. no. Although NASA, it's like a, a long advertisement for Space Camp. And when they mentioned in the movie that Space Camp had started four years earlier or something like that, it did. And so I thought, I bet their enrollment in Space Camp went, well, they needed the boost. <laughs> probably. How, how, how much does enrollment in Space Camp cost that a feature, that a special effects heavy feature film yeah, seem, um, seem like cost effective? Probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'd be interesting which tail wagged which dog if NASA mm. was like, we want to do a thing to get up enrollment or if somebody four years like went. Holy shit, Space Camp, that's wild. What if it launched some kids in space? That, the latter feels more likely to me that some screenwriter went, holy shit, Space Camp. Yeah. And they're like, what if we could get actual Space Camp instead of having to make up our own, like, Cosmic Sp Camp or what have you? Spores Corp. <laughs> We're all going to fly on the Spores Shuttle into Spores. Wait, you didn't even get the rights to space? No, we couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little girl sitting in a field of wheat looking up at the stars she's disappointed because she yeah. sees a falling star and she's like oh no you can only wish on that one then john glenn winks at her putting yes. her like firmly in the um liz lemon camp as for, as far as who from the original space mission she's into or the moon mission i should say I feel like in the 1980s, every third movie, or especially with like kids movies, you had to start with your lead character as a child. This was the law. We would understand very quickly that Kit Capshaw really loves space and wants to go up into space, but like they just had to shoot it. They had to get a little girl with, uh, you know, with some wavy hair and put her in a cornfield and point up at the sky and go, I'm going to space. Oh no, she's going up because that's how yeah. they refer to it for whatever reason. Maybe they couldn't get the rights to space. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back they at the house, money her, on the space and space camp. Her old timey farm mother is like, Andy, get back into the house. It's dinner time. And then we hard cut to jets. Modern times. Okay, this is embarrassing because I just I didn't pay enough attention and I just thought that was Leah Thompson's character as a young girl, but it's not. No, that's... Uh, but it might as well be... Kate Capshaw. Yeah. And now we're in modern times, and uh, we're seeing uh, we're seeing the kids 
It's a, it's a, another 80s movie law. If you're doing a camp movie, you have to see everybody get off the bus and show up at camp. Uh, well, this is, I think it's the meatballs rule. So greater North America, but still. Um, so everybody's pulling up. The first person we meet is uh, young Kelly Preston. She is our uh, like studio mandated Valley girl character. She says mm. like, and totally and has product in her hair and sparkles on her face. And she's, she's a going to space camp. You know who else is going to space camp? Who that? Kevin, the worst character in this movie. Oh man, you name somebody Kevin and you've already signed their death warrant. Basically. <laughs> There's gotta be some good Kevins out there. Sure, but no, he sucks. I'm sorry. No, I yeah, almost why would, just, you, why would you pick the worst one? He's a terrible Kevin. I apologize because I liked that Hercules show back in the day, but I All forgot right. that he went full MAGA. Uh, I mean, who's Smith would be a Oh, Kevin choice. Murphy. Kevin Murphy's a great Kevin. Oh, yeah, Kevin Murphy. Sure. Okay. That's a great Kevin. Corey, sure. he's a good Kevin. Don't roll your eyes at Servo. No, that was a, yeah, shrug. A, a <laughs> shrug of acknowledgement. Fine, that's an okay Yeah, Kevin. I guess. This is supposed to be our cool guy. This is Tate Donovan, who I had to look up because it's one of those names that it's like, Oh, I feel so. Here's one nice thing. I'm going to say one nice thing about Tate Donovan. He's mm -hmm. Hercules and Disney's mm -hmm. Hercules, and people really like that. Movie. And all of the Kingdom Hearts games. Yep. Yep. Good for I him. Don't know what, I don't know what those are. Okay. Really quick. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> We're not going to do that quickly. I'm just going to quickly. I'm just going to quickly go over Kingdom Hearts in like, you know, two to three hours. Do you I know what Xehanort? Gonna... Uh, from really uh, from Scientology, uh, Jen. <laughs> so, like, this is supposed to be our 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 dreamy creamy boy. Did you think this you. was? Did you think our Tate Donovan as Kevin was a dreamboat? Because he's supposed to be our dreamboat. I don't remember having any strong feelings for anyone on the show. I don't remember any crushes. I definitely would have thought he was cool because he had the full '80s movie cool guy thing going. The Jeep music the hair the not caring but mm. i don't think i had a crush on him i think i like tish the most I she was so real cool yeah yeah they want us to love kevin and we want we, they because a lot of this movie is unfortunately mm. you, you cocked your head i think he's supposed to be our dreamy boy I guess I just don't the way they introduce him sort of makes it seem like they want maybe they want us to love him, but they also want us to see him as initially like too cool for school or camp. Yeah, and then he were. redeems himself through yeah through his adventures in space. But when he shows up and he's not into space camp because his dad made him go, you're like, so oh, this kid it. doesn't belong at space camp. Oh, he, yeah, he's a privileged toilet. He's just yeah. like, I, fathers gave me this jorp so I could, now I can go to space <laughs> camp. And he's just like, oh, you're disgusting. So, uh, and then, uh, so throughout this, uh, we are introduced to uh, the little gal in the cornfield. Uh, she all grown up and she is Kate Capshaw, far less annoying than she was in uh, Temple of Doom uh, and because she's cool as shit in this. And uh, her, her BF is Tom Skerritt, the rich man's Tom Atkins, uh, and uh, with it, with a mustache <laughs> to beat the band. And she basically, and we get a little like character development. She's like, oh, uh, I'm not going up 
some boy is because everybody likes boys and i don't even know and tom scarrett's like you'll be up in the next one and and they're they're a sweet nice couple and then he's like mm-hmm. but good news you're gonna get to go to sports corp this year and this is gonna <laughs> be great and she's like kids are terrible and i hate them and he's like no these are and this is one of the weird lines in the movie because he says something like the line i was expecting him to say was these are the smartest kids in the country no 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 He's just like, these are clean cut all American kids. It's like, well, who gives a shit? Children like ready for the military. Yeah. <laughs> I actually wondered if that was the one line that didn't hold up time wise. Like, oh, that feels cringy now. Well, they pull if up it- in their red convertible behind Kevin the asshole. And first, Andy gets out and walks past because he's parked in their spot. And he's like, hey, lady, nice bazingas. <laughs> and then Boost- does he say boosters yeah he says boosters oh jeez. and then tom scarrett rolls up and is just like so you into space camp he's like oh my dad made me made me do it and he's like get out of my parking spot <laughs> child and he's like whoa somebody flew a biplane in here whoa there's a hot girl in the biplane okay i gotta I got tell you out for a second because as i was watching this the biplane comes down and this is the movie doesn't rob you of much because there's there's plenty of setups and payoffs, plenty of 80s tropes. Here's something that it's missing. You see the biplane land, which, by the way, everybody's completely cool with this. Yep. Just a, gov- a government <laughs> secure location. I uh, cleared it in advance. I'm sure it's fine. It taxis up to the parking lot like a normal airplane. The law is if a lady woman person is flying a plane. You have to have them get out wearing a helmet or some kind of flying cap. So when they pull it off, everybody goes, long hair. Sam and even finished that. I was I was going to mime it. I'm like, oh, yeah. As soon as you said they missed it. I'm then like, she's got to like shake it out. The helmet off. Well, the camera pans up. Yeah. yeah. The Here's law. the thing, though. She's what? not. She's not flying the plane. It's the the guy in the plane is flying it. He gave he flew her there. You still well. What if they crash? She might no be no no. She criticizes something technical about the plane, like it's handling poorly. Does okay. as she's getting out. All right. Well then, she's I don't flying. Know what because because that makes Thank zero you, sense for her character arc of not wanting to be a pilot. Oh, that's it. Because oh, pilots yeah. got it easy. That's right. Pilots are yeah, less but you, but important. She, but she, the she big money's in like command. No familiarity with piloting whatsoever. We're just saying. So now she doesn't we're, do the thing and be like, "Wow, it's sure easier flying a crop look, duster." Than biplanes this. don't have a six-axis controller. All right, look. We'll agree to disagree. How how many axi do they generally have? Uh, like two or two. three, my dude. All right. <laughs> I don't. I mean, know. it depends on how you fly them. <laughs> wink i don't know why that was a wink <laughs> so now uh, the kids are being uh, put into teams uh and it's basically like all oh, right you're in the extras team and you're in the stars of the movie team <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh except for kevin who's not yes. in the cool team well so basically the writers and producers of this movie went all right we've got 82 white people in the leads of this movie uh and then one black person and an Asian kid, nope, 
Too many. That's 1986. That's too many people of color in one movie. We got so Kevin basically like switches the thing so he can be with the lady who was in the plane. Mm-hmm. We get a bunch of character introductions basically because oh, we Andy. Sure do. Andy meets uh, meets meets the cast and they say their names and their 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 and give a little little taste of their personalities. Yes, we hadn't invented exposition through action yet, so literally everybody just stands in a chorus line and goes like, "Hi, I'm this person and I'm a little ditzy." Oh yeah, well I'm the cool guy. Uh... Well, the first one is our lady pilot love. Who's like, oh, I love you. You're the first lady who could have all could have been a pilot in space, but wasn't. What are you doing in a place like this? What are you doing in this garbage dump? Aren't you better than And then than later this? on, and by the way, pilots don't really matter anyway. <laughs> yeah. We see, obviously, that Thompson is like the most motivated and the smartest or one of the smartest people there. And Capshaw is immediately like, uh, I'm going to be extra tough on you. It's got a bit of an election vibe. Spacey flick. Yeah. We meet Rudy, who's the one black character who's loudly chewing gum with his mouth open. So uh, Andy's like, spit it out. And he like yells his name like it's the military. And she's like, whoa, whoa, this is space camp. Tone it down. Also, I was talking about the gum and then he harks it onto the ground. <laughs> There's a lot of gum in this movie. Yeah, except when they go into the one time I was I was just like, oh, right. I, I wish you all had your gum now because your ears <laughs> must be popping. <laughs> or like they could have used it to fix a leak. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh, Rudy we, can't be literal for the whole movie because they actually have a robot for that, which is just like an early example of AI taking our jobs. Yep. Uh, Tish is uh, ditzy, but also like a fucking genius and the secret mm-hmm. star of the movie. And then Max is short because he's very young and he doesn't want to be in Space Camp Junior <laughs> anymore. See? Please, Andy, don't make me go back. He's a real joke. He loves Star Wars. I initially thought that she was like, that he was her and Tom Skerritt's kid. Me too. Because oh. of the, the, like the parental of like their relationship. That's Joaquin Phoenix, who is yeah. real fucking good in this. Uh, he saddled with the par- the name his parents gave him at the time, Leaf, uh, which, he, which he ditched like it was a bag of fire as soon as he was 18. It's one of those things where it's like you I want you find yourself wondering, like, is this kid actually very good in this or am I just sort of projecting that he turned into a pretty. No, he's mm. just real. He's a solid. His kid lines actor. are garbage. Like yeah. they just make him spout uh, unrelated Star Wars references all the time. The script. I don't know if anybody else thought this. The script is the weakest part of the movie and oh, yeah. it is too bad. But anyway, um. And those are those are our kids, and they're, they're good kids. Oh wait, but a bad kid's coming. A bad kid who doesn't belong in the team. Your name's not Japanese. Oh yeah, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. He's Kevin. <laughs> and he's just like, well, uh, you may it's spelled like this Japanese name, but it's pronounced Kevin Dickhead. And it's one of those things where it's just like, <laughs> why did they buy like? You don't get away with this outside of a 1980s movie. She would have just been like, get the fuck back on the not in this movie team, Kevin. (laughs) She should have grabbed him by the ear and 
like dragged him back to blue team or whatever. Instead, she looks at Catherine and Kevin and is just like, which one of you wants to be in charge? And Catherine's like, me, me, I've done all my studying, me. And she's like, Kevin, do you want it? And he's like, no. And she's like, Kevin's the commander now. Jen, you're a teacher, right? Yes, I was going to say. I was just thinking that. I would never do that. I was like, I don't want it. I do want it. I'd be like, great, we have no conflict here. I don't have anyone <laughs> complaining to me after class. <laughs> and it does lead to complaining. There's just so much complaining. Yeah, the number one goal I have with group work assignments is to not get complaints about group work assignments. <laughs> Actually, this is a lot like the time I went to not good, not as good space camp. A, a day camp sports at corp? our local science center. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> no. to Sports Corp. <laughs> Probably wasn't called Space Camp. This kept happening to me when I was a kid. My 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 friend Cameron and I would get enrolled in the same activity, and then they'd split us up, so we didn't get to spend time together, which was kind of the intention. And I got I was in Spurs Corp, and I got put together with this kid who was like two or three years younger than me and didn't want to be there, and it was a real fun time for Anna. <laughs> so wait, what was no? Wait, uh, are you asking how this is re relevant? No, it's obviously <laughs> relevant because we're talking about a space. But I want to know. I want to hear about your uh, your your ninety nine cent uh, or ninety nine toony uh, space care sports corp that you went to. Like, were they just like, and at the end of it, we're just gonna push you off the second story ledge? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, it was it was it was less it was less practical focused. Like we made we we made. Alien, like, aliens out of clay and stuff. Yeah. Did like, you do an egg? Did you at least do an egg drop? We didn't do an egg drop. We got to go. We got to go see Slim Goodbody, in the in the the exploratorium or whatever it is. Slim hey, Goodbody was like a guy with no skin who taught you about your body. Oh, at the Telus World of oh. Science. Yeah, it was just called the Space Science Center back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, here, here in the states, he was a uh, he was shown interstitially between Saturday morning cartoons and would also pop up on Captain Kangaroo every once in a while. Yeah. And uh, as a child, I confused him and Richard Simmons because they basically looked exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, the same. no, they're the, basically the same person. Yeah, it's just Richard Simmons doesn't have visible organs. I don't know. He wore some shorts. As many visible organs. <laughs> Anyway, we're immediately to the shuttle simulator, I guess. Mm-hmm. Welcome to your first day. Let's get you behind the wheel of the shuttle simulator <laughs> and watch you crash. Don't touch anything, Rudy. Rudy grabs the joystick immediately, yoinks on it. Everybody falls over. Catherine falls into Kevin. Ooh, Ooh. are they going to be an item? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes they are. I feel like that. I feel like literally every group that goes through that space simulator, somebody grabs the joystick and pulls on it. There's no way. Well, That's the first thing I'd do. Then Kevin's jerking around near another display, <laughs> and a droid pokes him with its little tripod wheelie thing. Welcome to the one major buy in of the movie. Because I feel like the rest of the movie, none of this could actually happen, <laughs> but they treat. Most, I would say they treat 75 to 80% of this mostly realistically in the concept, in the context of a 1986 movie about kids going into sports. But for the most part, the stakes are there. It doesn't feel like science fiction except for little jinx. Here's the thing about jinx. 
is that if there'd been a lot more jinx in the movie, I think young me would have liked it a lot more. Really? Because really, I well, yeah, because young me liked robots. And if you put a robot in, like, okay, do you know how many times I've watched The Black Hole when I was little because robots? Even though you go to hell at the end. Boy, I don't even know if I if I ever watched it all the way through most of the time, but I did like seeing the robots do robot things. Vincent and there was more robot in that one. Super cute. Oh yeah. right. The robots that don't have the big meat slicers. I kind of like the ones that did, too. I mean, I just, look, I liked robots. What can I say? Well, in the 80s, there was robots in kids' shows were always, like, the whole thing of them yeah. being way more advanced than they should be was kind of, because wasn't there one in Flight of the Navigator that um, like, carried Herman. food or something? And yeah, then, but that, oh, that, that came... was... Yeah, but that was an alien thing that came from spores. Like that wasn't something okay. that we built on Earth. I think it, no. Flight of the Navigator had a little like trolley system that was voice commanded, wasn't it? They use it to sneak yeah. into the security. I just area. remember thinking mm. it was really cool. And yeah. does anyone remember Small Wonder? Because it came yes. out about then. Mm. Yes. Do and we I previously watched uh, Making Contact, which has its own little yep. R two. Wait, was Making Contact the crazy fake Spielberg movie that was made in like Minsk or something? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the one with the robot that's with legally distinct dummy. from R2D2. Okay. Darth Vader was there. Yeah. We watched some <laughs> shit, man. Actually, there's uh, a certain amount of like through line between these two movies. And that through line is Star Wars. Anyways, Jinx takes everything super duper literally and is basically chat GPT. Like if <clears throat> you told Jinx make a million paper clips, no matter what you have to do. Every man, woman, and child, everybody, every human being would be dead in 52 seconds because Jinx was like, I can make them out of bones. And then everyone, <laughs> literally everyone would be dead. Except Jinx is a very non-threatening sphere on three spindly little metal legs with little wheelies on them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like you chat, can... G, chat BB-8. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask him to like paint something in the style of. <laughs> <laughs> I want hey. Sean Goodman like he was on One Piece. That sentence made sense. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> oh, I was. You know what? I was gonna say crank. I was just gonna say crank out some waifus because that's what we all did the, <laughs> the first so week of Chat GPT before we knew it was gonna right, kill right. us all and at least and take away my job specifically for some reason <laughs> like that like we have this super amazing thing what we're gonna do is use it to write script that's and I, there's that amazing tweet that's just like hey is there any chance that we can use ai to like clean all the plastic out of the ocean or do they all have to be screenwriters like oh, they're called reason. x's now <laughs> and they're also by chat gpt did that happen uh and jinx sounds like et yeah jinx sounds like et like a not yeah. quite synthetic enough voice. It does the beep boops as well. And it has mm -hmm. like a little eye turret thing that pops yeah. up from the center and spins around. It reminds me of Johnny unlike... Five in a lot of ways. Uh, the eye turret's kind of like that little periscope thing that R2 has. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good, I'm, it's a good robot. It's I good like robot. the robot. Yep. The one thing I think I caught like 20 minutes of this on like HBO or something as a child and I didn't care. But the one thing that I was surprised by in this watch through was I think I thought the robot was with them the whole time. Yeah. Mm. I feel like that would have narratively maybe made more sense, but also been more expensive. Well, yes. And there's also no room. 
It would have also made it more of a kid solving everything if the robot went up instead of an adult. Mm. I just want more robot in my Max is a big Jinx fan and introduces the robot to Mm -hmm. Kevin. It's like, it's a prototype that NASA made. It never went up. And so now it just sits around here doing whatever is it asked to do. It's the $27 million handyman. And then to, to exact, because this movie says what it's going to do and then does it. Somebody's like, where the hell's my wrench? And Jinx is like, here is your wrench. So yeah. it's like a mechanic <laughs> under an Eagle lander for some reason. Yeah. Just cranking also something. $27 million robot that they don't really keep track of. And you can totally take it back to your dorm and store it in your closet. And you can just care. borrow it. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes the robot is your, is your best nay only friend. And I think it just breaks everybody's heart. And they're like, just let Max play with the robot. It's only here for like three weeks a year anyway. And sometimes it breaks down and you need a little kid to be able to repair it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kids in 1960s kaiju movies don't have as much clearance <laughs> as Max does in this fucking movie. No, but they can talk to fairies, so. Yeah. Cut to nighttime. The girls' dorm. There's bunk beds everywhere. Everyone's hanging out, having a sleepover, talking about girl stuff, or studying. They're mostly studying. and Nobody is kissing. Tish and Catherine I, by the- are bunkmates. <laughs> Uh, I called this, by the way, when we were watching it, I was just like, there is going to be a shipping conversation. And then Kayla went space shipping and I went, oh, I'm glad I married you. That's the name of one of my coworkers, erotic web comics. Oh, yeah. Space shipping. Shout out. Here's what I love about this movie. Leah Thompson's serious. Kelly Preston's a little flaky, but they're both equally smart and they mm-hmm. both immediately there is no competition there's no uh there's no leah thompson looking down her nose there's none of that it's just like oh hey we're both real smart we're just different i love that about it re-watching it i thought oh, like shit yeah that you could have the the cool beautiful ditzy girl and the studious serious girl and they could just and they could not be enemies mm-hmm. yeah. yeah tish offers nope. to put some makeup on uh oh. Catherine Tish is like, you're so pretty. Walk of Life starts playing in the background. This is as mood. close as we get to me being able to ship anything. And Dean, girls love dire straits. If I there's know, one right? thing I remember, I was around then, and boy, oh boy, they certainly weren't listening to Motley Crue or anything. No, no, nope. no, no. They loved 48-year-old Mark Knopfler <laughs> and his 82-minute guitar solos and that one song that uses the other F-bomb 900,000 times. Kids loved it here's here's the thing is that this was extra funny like walk of life was extra funny to me because of that meme that was going around a while back well years back i guess now where where they're like you know you can put walk of life over the ending of any movie and it makes sense (laughs) yeah lost in translation was pretty good that's strange love was pretty good anyways they've got homework Catherine's going to be writing an essay about how she should be the first woman commander in space and not Andy. And Tish's <laughs> essay is about how cool aliens are. Because that's like her thing is that she wants to. Oh, yeah, because she talks about it in the opening. Like everybody stand in a line and say exactly what you stand for. And then we'll just move on from here. And yeah. she really she's like yeah. fascinated by communicating with higher life forms and says it in a really intelligent way. And Capshaw is still like, 
oh, you have sparkles on your face. I don't have to ever listen to you. It's this great character because it's exactly the thing that a valley girl sparkle face gal would want. Like, I want to talk to aliens or whatever, but she can totally back it up. And it's also this where we learn that she has a photographic memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jen, as a teacher, how would you respond to you assign, like giving out the assignments and then having one of your students write an essay about how you shouldn't, should have given them a different one? How would, how would that go over? Well, you know me and, and, and how poorly, I respond poorly. to assignments. <laughs> I think the answer is poorly. Yeah. 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 But Andy does give tips. But maybe the, not to their face. The communication. <laughs> but you might yeah. hear about it when I got home. Andy does assign Tish the communications position. Yes. Just yes. like Uhura. Just like Uhura. Just like. The one, the one uh, franchise that does not get name checked a million zillion. This is a Star Wars yes. universe only. You can't name check Star Wars and Star Trek in the same film. It's illegal. It's probably, you know, probably. I'm sure one of those, like, well, we're going to, 20th might sue us. uh, Unless, unless all of those studios merge 50 (laughs) years from now. But what are the odds of that shit happening? Probably Uh, not. Zero, probably. Anyway. Um, Yeah. That's much, much like making contact. This is back in the days where um, you could just talk about Star Wars in a movie without worrying about Disney suing you. Outdoors, uh, Kevin and Rudy are hanging out. Rudy wants to build, like, McDonald's in space and Kevin just wants to get laid. But this is like a nice conversation between the two of them because it's like kind of the equivalent of the one that um, Catherine and Tish have. And it's like, it does. I mean, Kevin seems like a jerk, but he also sort of seems like he's tired. Like he's just sort of like this because he hasn't found his bliss or whatever. And Rudy like has this like, yeah, I want to do this franchise in space. And he's like, well, actually I just really like science. But my friend I kind think of like cool. from the wholesome thing that he said, now ask me if I'm any good at it, that he like had to work harder, mm-hmm. but that was still okay. And they didn't all have to be Tish with photographic memories. You could go to space mm-hmm. camp, even if you had to work a little harder. It's an interesting conversation because, uh, because Rudy, like you said, Jen, Rudy's just like, yeah, I just have to work harder at it. And Kevin's like, I never have to work ever. And I just, <laughs> and I just end up in places. And I wrote my you know privilege like this is this is and i don't know i don't know if it's 21st century me i kind of there was part of me that wanted rudy to ding him on it a little and there's part of me that was like it's okay that this is subtext but that Mm -hmm. rudy doesn't have to be like aha well because of course they don't have that language back then neither of those kids these weren't things that we were thinking of but it still was interesting that they put it into like that this that this black kid actually says like I have to work harder at this. And there are me and I'm, you know, I think he writes off like, I'm just not good. There's a million zillion societal reasons why he has to work harder at this. And then Kevin just like, I don't give a shit about anything. And I just end up places. So I get a jort. Well, but also I think it kind of shows, and I don't think this is intentional. I don't think anybody thought about this very hard, but I think it also shows that like privilege can also be damaging, right? Because, because everything's handed to him and he gets, like shuffled off wherever I, he's he doesn't seem to care because he's not given reason to care right yeah so i don't know i think it deepens his character a bit it's a great no it's a great conversation and i think and i think nobody had nobody thought of this when they were writing it and nobody when they saw it went like oh this is a really interesting you know contrast mm. of how the races have to operate no. in society but it was just it was an interesting moment and i i liked that friendship 
I like this friendship a lot between the two mm. of them, even though Kevin still sucks. It's interrupted by the jerk kids from the spacer camp who are even more privileged and have all the best equipment and they're real jerks about it. Setting up the main conflict for the film, which is really a uh, nerds versus snobs kind of thing. No. Okay, but it seemed like that was going to happen. What's happening is there's a loud disturbance coming from the boys' dorm, and it turns out Max is protecting a closet for some reason. And everyone's like, hey, dweeb, open up the door. Let us see what you're hiding in there. Is it, like, I don't know, food? A dog? Girl? I would just like to... Yeah, I would like to just point out that this was that. Yes. OK, fine. Max doesn't have to go to space camp junior because apparently it's just real loosey goosey and chill at space camp uh, because it's not like they have to deal with billion dollar equipment or anything. But like. Max should probably still be with the little kids like he should not be bunking with a bunch of oh, like God. 16 to 24 year olds. And he should not have stolen that million dollar prototype. No. Oh, yeah. This also. is like. Oh, this is like a Gary Coleman movie or something. This is so rough. There's the specifically with, a Gary Coleman TV movie where the kid with the $27 million dollar handyman. No, there's this kid who's really smart and they send him to like university or whatever, but he's really young and everybody makes fun of him and puts him in lockers and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Well, in this case, they get into the like locker it. behind him yeah. and Jinx is like wheeled up the sides of the cupboard. He's like, okay, Jinx, get down. And then it's revealed that Jinx will do anything that you tell it to. There's no command override or like user privilege levels or anything like that. So the boys in the bunk room form like what's usually like a shoving circle, but they're like, yeah, Jinx, come over here. And then Jinx uh, lets the magic smoke out. Mm. Which means you know they've chosen a new pope. You know what's <laughs> weird about this scene is that None Kevin of these and six- Rudy don't say don't do anything yeah they don't intervene at all yeah yes they go in and they're just like hey max is in trouble oh let's see how this plays out (laughs) yeah Yeah. one of the bullies like like, swaggers at kevin a little bit but that's it yeah uh also none of the boys asked the robot for porn i feel like that was very (laughs) unreal as just like these are a bunch of teenage boys they have a computer that can will do i'll do anything uh, porn get porn quick come on jesus we're dying here <laughs> well you don't i mean they probably have lots of porn already oh that's true analog and and and, and go, like you know a, like a whole bunch of airplane bottles full of whatever or since it's supposed to be a bunch of good kids at space camp that not a single one was like what you stole the 27 million dollar robot yeah, but all these kids are lousy. That's the weird part. Yeah. They're still just like, they're still like, and I guess anywhere you go, there's cool kids and jerk kids and dork kids, even at, I've, I mean, I've learned this from picketing. I thought all writers were like me, awkward dorks. No, I'm the only awkward person. I'm the only awkward screenwriter <laughs> in all of Los Angeles. No. That seems problematic. Everyone else is just like, yeah, I do this and I work for Apple TV. What do you do? All right, movies for kids. Cool. Uh, go get some drinks or something. Uh, yeah, like where are the other space camp dorks? Where are the kids with their uh, with their glasses taped up and shit? They're the girls' dorm where the cool kids are. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the this girls' boys' very... dorm where the bullies are. Dumb. Yeah. Dumb, dumb, dumb. You know what? It's sad that I didn't question this at all until you brought it up. I was just like, yeah, of course, the boys are all jerks. <laughs> Makes perfect sense to me. 
Dad uh, said if I didn't make the football team, I had to go to space camp. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah they're all being punished. <laughs> they're all Kevins. I wanted to go to rated R 1980s movie camp. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to go to Meatballs camp, and I got sent here. Uh, I could have been in Meatballs 2 with that weird <laughs> alien boxing match at the end. <laughs> or Meatballs 3 with that ghost porn star. All of this happened. I clearly need to run the Meatballs series. You don't. <laughs> you don't know what I can do. Yeah, it's valid. Uh, look, let's have some space corn. Let's let's have let's space corp now. Let's do space corp things. Well, have, it's still what? nighttime and everything's shut down at the the space displays where all the space things are. And they left the door unlocked to a supply closet full of space things. And so Max robot is tools. weaseled in there with his broken robot buddy. He's like, I'll fix you forever, friend. <laughs> I love you, Max. I don't know why the military hasn't already co-opted this kid. Like, this is he's obviously like a genius. They should like put this kid in a box and uh, help uh, have his uh, have him figure out how to kill people. <laughs> I don't know why they haven't militarized Jinx. Twenty-seven million uh, seems cheap for something you can send out to a battleground with a machine. No, it's because they it. they messed up on his heat shielding or something like that, and it makes yeah. his chip funny. Okay, but he doesn't need that on Earth, clearly. And okay, and the fact that they set that up, right? That they're like, oh yeah, his heat shielding, he has to be on, he can't go into space, seemed like a, a setup for him to go to space. No, it, it, it's like his AI is funky and doesn't work properly, not like he's physically vulnerable. No, but like. But it seems like they're setting up a reason why he can't go to space, which should be a reason why he does go to space. It's a good point. We already have know. so many, but anyway. and this and but this then speaks to the real like you actually see what the inside of a space shuttle looks like because they tried. I mean, mm -hmm. this movie was just like we're going to get as many things accurate as possible, and that would be like bringing Jinx would be like bringing a fucking Barker lounger into oh, space. Sure. Sure. Anyway. So Max fixes him fine. It's just like a little gum and just a little, a little spit spot. Yeah, a little <laughs> little tiny glasses screwdriver, mm. and he's fine. Oh, Beeble Bop, I'm back online. Hey, everybody, I'm Jinx. And they're for, <laughs> and now they say they're. Is this where they say they're forever friends? They're forever yeah. friends, and it's slow down footage of them like embracing in the hallway. This is after Max is like, "Oh, those guys should be zapped," and Jinx is like, oh, yes. "I'm on it." Zap, I go zap. zap them now. <laughs> yeah, I got my little taser that all cattle prod of need. some kind. Yeah. Note yourself, slasher movie at space camp. Mm. Mm. But we already know the robot did it. Unless it was a setup. <gasps> well, I mean, it could be like a chopping mall situation. Oh, chopping mall. Yeah. Love that fucking movie. Anyway. Let's do now. Can we do some space corping? Yes. yes. All right. Uh, let's get in the let's get in the swing them around machine, not the vomit <laughs> comet. It simulates zero gravity, and then there's more swing them around machines that teach you how to spin good. Uh, so let's let's try spinning. That's a good trick. Oh, thank you. So so here's the thing, is that like, okay, so Catherine's gonna be the pilot. And Andy like straps her into the 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 six axis 
tilt him a vomit whirl. Um, <laughs> and that's what they're called at the fairground. That's what they're called at the fairground. <laughs> you get a free corn dog if you don't puke. Um, anyway, so, and she's like, you have exactly this amount of time 30 seconds. to stabilize. Yeah, stabilize or else everybody's going to die. Let's start it up. And she's like, you got, you got, you've only got 10 seconds left. Come on, do it, do it, do it. And perplexingly, because it's her first time in this machine, she can't do it. And she's like, well, everybody's dead. Good job. Get out. And she's like, no, I could do it if I tried. And like, fine, you can have five more minutes to practice. And I'm like, if you want her to be able to do it, you probably let her like spend the whole day in there until she can't stand it anymore. No, it's you know, it's like it, it's a summer camp. Kids have time at stations like the yellow team, the off camera team has to come in and use the spin them up. And we don't want to have want, the camera here while that's happening. I just want like Tish to like go up to Andy and be like, you know, I've been watching how some of the other camp leaders interact with their teams and they mostly don't shout at them and tell them their shit. Have you considered that? Now I want this. I want to cut to like the scene where Tom Skerritt is just having them make lanyards. Like yeah, he's right. just, the, just the, <laughs> best. the best time making God's eyes and shit and just talking about like this one time he was drunk on the space shuttle. More Tom Skerritt in this movie. Generally cut back to Andy forcing everyone to do push-ups. <laughs> Jinx is there too doing little Jinx push-ups. Uh, this sucks. is why I think this movie could have like the first part of this movie, like until you get to the part where, where like the, the plot actually happens, which is real far in. Um, it does feel like it should be the setup for some kind of like team versus team thing or something. Like there should be another team. That's a bunch of jerks and they're going to, this ragtag band of, of, of misfits is going to show them what for, even though nobody believes in them, including their own leader, but they win her over and then they get their shit together. It feels like that's where the movie's going to go. Let's put, yeah, and put a pin in that because when we get to the major plot point, I have a, yes, there are 40 minutes, there's almost like, I want to say there's almost an hour. Like There is the almost movie, an hour. Yeah, the movie's an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. Guess what I think of that? Too fucking long. It really um, is. It's very yeah. long. Yeah, it's too long. Um, but yes, that's an that's a really good point. You want more. You want more hands on learning and doing and getting better at things. So when they get kaboinged into sports, that, anyways, we'll get it. But she's how Jen? How would you have handled this? How would you have handled putting uh, 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 her Leah Thompson, Caroline in the city into uh, the big spin around? Oh, I'd have yelled at her until she cried. That's my style. Oh, mm. good, good, good. Oh, so you wouldn't have <laughs> like lurked in the no, background. Like you think the first time you'd be like, well, that's a good first try. It takes some time to get used to it. You know, like part of me almost wondered if it if it was a, I, you know, oh, you think being a pilot's easy? Well, you have 30 seconds to master this and you didn't know everybody's dead. Do you that would make more now? sense, but that's yes. not how they contextualize it. You that's have to... not how they contextualize it. It's true. You have to smoke an entire carton of being a pilot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the other thing that we don't get in this hour of setup, you need to see it done. Kate Capshaw is like, all right, this is the vomit, tilt him a whirl, spin him around. Here's how it works. 
Kate Capshaw gets in, straps mm-hmm. in, and spins her around, and she goes zip zap, badooby bap, uh, does the contra code, and it's fine. <clears throat> and then it's like, hey, you want to be the pilot? You get in there. But we don't, we never know how this thing is supposed to work in the first place. Mm-hmm. The multi axis tilt them up? Yeah, we, we, we need to see someone do it right. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, as an adult, of course, like, I understand the thing, but like, if you're, let's say you're a regular kid who didn't learn, who wasn't obsessed with learning about space stuff and didn't read the instructor's you. book. Yeah, or didn't um, have a copy of the Charlie Brown Encyclopedia uh, about space, then how are you supposed to know? <laughs> also, based on how it works later, where she's the only one that can do it, it seems you only get to practice on the things that relate to your job. So does she get to go in the spinner thingy? Well, the shuttle commander just has to read, like, how to command, like, a business management. I think the, the shuttle commander's on. job is to creep around in the background and be like, girl, you're trying too hard. <laughs> girl, look me in my eyes. You know, we'll relax you. Hey, girl. Have you have you considered just being a white person who's got a rich dad who doesn't ever have to do anything? What do you think? <laughs> I uh, up in a biplane. How rich do you think I could possibly be? Hey, girl, you want to see the full moon and also the space shuttle? Do you want to see the space shuttle? <laughs> you want to climb my Mount Olympus? I'm, I'm going to be here. Oh, I'm going to be here. What about curfew? Suck it. Suck at curfew. Uh, basically, uh, the preordained in the stars that these two, uh, mm. because uh, Max is too young and you can, you just can't have an interracial romance in 1986. So I'm afraid you are. Oh, and Tish, Tish is, is busy. Tish is busy just being real smart and putting little sparklies on by the corners of her eyes. So I'm afraid. Kevin says, I'm afraid we have to be boyfriend, girlfriend. I am going to meet me at the meet me at the waterfront after the social. We are going to see. We're going to go look at the space shuttle on the beach and possibly neck. And she's like, I guess. He's like, but we can. We'll get in trouble. It's after curfew. He's like, don't even worry about it. Baby, I'll get all sorted out. I got a plan. And his plan is, hey, Max, you've been to space camp forever. Uh, how do we get out of here? And Max is like, ask my robot. And the robot's like, well, you could do it the obvious way. And Kevin's like, no, that doesn't work. They'll catch us. The robot's like, hmm, a different way would be a different way. Here you go. (laughs) Chat GPS. Are you writing this down? (laughs) Take one left and then two rights and then... And maybe don't drive a big Jeep that's really obvious. I couldn't fucking it. believe they drove. I know, right? <laughs> I assume they'd be it? sneaking. So then music starts blaring, which is American Girl by Joseph Williams and Paul Gordon. This is one of three Joseph Williams songs in the in the soundtrack. I'm not familiar. Oh, he's John Williams' son. Oh. He wrote the English lyrics for Lapty Neck. What? Yeah, he was a uh, lead singer What's... for Toto for three years, which was during this time. Oh, no shit. Oh. He's, the, oh, cool he's the adult singing voice for Simba in The Lion oh. King. Wow. Fascinating. Okay, well. <laughs> Man, I just learned a whole bunch of shit. Wait, but he didn't say, that doesn't mean he sang Africa then, right? No, he okay. was after that. 
Well, he probably and they replaced him like live. after three years. They were just like mm, yes. someone else. Because who's in Toto? Period. Who knows? It's just a bunch of interchangeable dudes going back and forth between Journey. <laughs> right. <laughs> they just keep swapping back all around. All right, you get Jeff Skunk Baxter this week. He also loves space. <laughs> anyway, so they go. They go and look at the space. They go to the beach where you can look at the space shuttle. And they talk about their hopes and dreams and feelings. In my favorite star cluster, the Seven Sisters, the Pleiades. Mm. Then they do a little smooching. They're about to kiss. And then, oh, and then we throw back to uh, Stinky Boy Camp where uh, uh, Tom Skerritt and Kate Capshaw are like, Wait a minute, we're missing people. Where are they? Blah blah you know, blah. Max is like, I'll never tell you, checks. evil dark emperor. You think they could have you think Kevin might have predicted the fact that they check if people are there and maybe come up with something. He's very not smart. That's true. Things always work out for him. To be fair, it doesn't seem like they suffer any consequences of any real no, they still get to be the ones that go in the ship. Well, this that's, is an important. Yes, no, we're going to get to that. That got game, man. I was expecting to be like, now you have to clean the space shuttle with a toothbrush yeah, or right. something, or like you're out of space camp. This kind of behavior does no business being in space camp for people who like space. And then they have to go like bake a really good pie that Andy likes, and then they get to be back on the team. Blueberry rhubarb. How did you know? So anyways, uh, they're loudly asking questions, so Jinx busts open his closet hiding place and is just like, they're on the beach making out. <laughs> uh, more like Narc. Uh, yeah, Narc and Max sound completely the same. I mean, no, Jinx and, Jinx and Narc. Oh, I so guess. They should call them. They should call them Narc. No, Jinx is the one that Narcs. Max doesn't break. Yeah, Max would never Narc. Right, but Max ends with, never mind. Uh, anyways... <laughs> So the adults bust up the make them out party. And then uh, then Leah Thompson is real huffy and is like, I'm real smart. And, you know, you can tell I'm smart and blah, blah, blah. Why are you, why are you riding me? Why are you riding me, Kate Capshaw? Kate Capshaw is like, it's like looking in a mirror. You're special, girl. You're going to go all the way up. You just got to do everything perfect and twice as hard as all the guys and never get caught. I'm gonna put you in. I'm gonna put so much pressure on you. You're gonna be like a diamond when I'm done. You know, another teacher thing I like to do is on the first day, <laughs> look at everyone after their basic introductions and pick the only one I think has potential, and then just be really awful to them for the rest of the term. Jen, by the way, who is also specifically like you? And you have to say that. You have to say yeah. that to a child. You have to say, you're exactly like me, which is why I'm going to treat you like shit. When they finally come to me and say they think they're going to report this to the dean, I say it's like looking in a mirror. <laughs> Doing it for your own good. Wait, it's just a line. You're just like, oh, time for the looking in the mirror speech. I don't want to get reported to the dean. Right there in the teach them up handbook. <laughs> Ruining children 101. <laughs> Back in Stinky Boy Camp, Max is like, "Who told me?" Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Yes, yeah. Kevin is like, "Max, did you?" And it was like, "It wasn't me. It was Robot." I'm and... sorry, Han Solo. I let you down. 
Oh, I'm gonna blow. You're I'm not Han Solo, you're not Luke Skywalker, you're just a stupid kid, and I hate you, and I don't want you anywhere near me, and I suddenly maybe realize that you're a lot older younger than me. No, I don't. I'm just gonna storm off. I hope you cry. Yeah. Stay away from me, kid. He is a right ass to Max. He's so and uh mean. and never throughout mm. the course of the movie apologizes for his behavior. Nope. Never not nope. once, nope. no. Uh, no Max runs away crying. We'll, and we'll, then we'll Jinx that. beep boops and follows him. And then Max makes a wish, not realizing that the magic genie is listening in. <laughs> I wish I could have a million paper clips and it didn't matter <laughs> what, what you had to do. <laughs> he was like, I wish I was in space. And Jinx is like, like, I will send Max to space. We are best friends forever. This is a genius idea. The very Cuts. next day, Max is up on a big robotic arm training for spacewalk. It looks a lot like the pear wiggler. Like, naughty children go on the robotic arm and then we shake them rapidly. <laughs> what? It's from Tumblr. Oh. Yeah. So Rudy's kind of not great with the controls on that thing. And everybody, everybody, the mission control kids, who I assume are like the worst group. Just no, they probably, get camera time. They do get camera time, but I just assume that they're all a bunch of real jerks. They're like, oh, let's uh, since they're all not getting along and making mistakes, let's let's uh, simulate a power failure. So they do. And then there's just wires everywhere because Rudy's trying to do stuff. And Carol, Carolyn doesn't want to be the pilot. So she goes over and she tells him what to do. She's like, no, you do it this way. And Kevin, because he doesn't care about anything, is like, hey, let's plummet to Earth and I'll die. Fun. And Andy's like, hey, pilot, why aren't you in your seat? Hey, I'm talking to you, pilot. Mr. Miss Special Pants, come on, do your job. Kevin's like, time for my type 15. <laughs> <laughs> he does an impression he does uh a little a little physical bit oh he does a freddie prince jr impression that you should not do or not, or not freddie prince was. jr yeah so freddie prince uh freddie prince jr's father obviously who was on chico and the man and was right. like one of the if not the first huge latinx american comedian uh he had two catchphrases one of them was looking good uh and the other one is it's not my job which i will not do in the dialect uh kevin has no problem on the other hand doing the most broad mm. uh chicano accent ever and it's just like Ugh! and it's the one part of the movie that's like ah yes 1986 yeah. we were cool with yeah this. yeah uh my uh, my wife and I rewatched Moonlighting last year, and boy, oh boy, if there's one thing, Bruce Willis, Sybil Shepherd, wonderful on the show. If there was one thing, absolutely no habity had a problem with was with uh, Bruce Willis doing his soul guy voice and his Latinx guy voice. Mm -hmm. uh, this was just a thing you did back then, and uh, Kevin sucks. The end. Yeah, he's killed everyone. He's responsible. Andy storms in. It's like. Why isn't your crew doing all of their jobs? Why have they basically set fire to our simulator? And he's like, I don't care. 
She's like, you should better care. This is real life and real space. He's like, no, man, it's just base camp. This will never be real life. We're never going to be on a real spaceship where this will matter. Never, ever, ever. And once again, we don't see it done right. We don't see if we were going back to like the I think it was Anna who had the thought like, well, why wouldn't it be teams competing and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like you want to see the good kids. You want to see like you want to see this done successfully. So we understand how stupid team space camp is. And you only have to see like, I don't know, a minute of another like of another team, like finishing a simulation, Mm -hmm. like, you know, being not being composed of absolute chaos there is the hard cut to a sinister robot planning to launch children into space (laughs) (laughs) he's the villain of the movie in many ways tell me nasa computers how do i launch max into space first is like like, nope you can't and he's like not yet i can't (laughs) hack uh, then Astro Dad Tom Scarrett is putting up a paper notice on a bulletin board for an FRF, which is a test firing of the rockets on the shuttle. And on Thursday at 4 p.m., they get to ride the bouncy machine. Some lucky team to be chosen, apparently at utter random, uh, will get to ride, get to be in the shuttle while it tests its its things. How did they? I, I, I got I have a Jen question. Jen, when you were a little kid and you were watching this, did you ever question like, wait, why do the screw ups got to get to be in why do they get to do this? That's a good question. I don't know if I did. I Jinx probably did just it. thought, wow, it's sure luck. I wonder if Jinx somehow did yeah. do it. Yeah, Jinx did I'm it. assuming Jinx hacked it because Jinx rolls up right after, reads the paper notice, mm-hmm. and is like, oh man, Thursday, four PM. Max can go to space. Got it. Jinx has to be there at this date, at this time. Yeah, he scheduled dentist appointments for all the other campers. (laughs) (laughs) That's so weird. (laughs) But Jinx doesn't, it's still a bunch of people writing things on clipboards and putting the, it's just. I know. It doesn't, but that's the solve is that you see Jinx doing the Matthew uh, Matthew Broderick changing his grades. You yep. see yeah. Jinx going like, they will be the ones on the sports ship. It's actually more subtle than like most of the things in this movie. So it's it's almost like because it doesn't like really explicitly like be like, and then we like Jinx is like, I will do this. And then you don't see him doing like, first, I must fake this randomly, this randomly generated team selection so that my team gets it or whatever you don't really see that it's just no it's it's, but i don't it doesn't make sense otherwise you get to see him roll into the main nasa mainframe spin Mm -hmm. up a bunch of wheelie lights and then talk vocally to the computer to be like hey how do we f this up for everyone and the computer's like well if we pretend there's a heat breach then they have to turn on both the rockets and then they go to space it's like, well, I have to manufacture this error right now. Beep, 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 beep. Well, because he asks how often that's good. Like, Jinx asks the computer how often that's likely to happen. And it's like trillions of years or something. He's like, that's not soon enough. Max will be dead. <laughs> Max will also be dead if you if you uh, go through your plan. But okay. 
A really handy thing about computers back then is if someone is happening along and computers are talking to each other, you can just hear it because it's just a regular conversation. But they're plugged in. <laughs> yeah, but they're keep apparently they keep bankers hours at space camp where it's just like <laughs> it's just What's five o'clock. Yeah, and then somebody <laughs> yeah pulls up. <laughs> Space camp. Hey, it's space camp. Fred <laughs> <laughs> skidding down a shuttle. Yay, zoop. <laughs> Let's all go to beer someplace. Yeah, no, we gotta get we gotta get we need to go to the drive-in. Um so now it is uh Thursday. Yeah, no, it's Thursday. And the dumbest, the worst team gets to go on the shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin sits next to Max on the bus, so we know everything's yep. okay again. Yeah, Kevin oh, yeah. gives him a little like, I'm a little like, hey, buddy, we're cool, right? And Max is like, thank God I I've have been no forgiven. Friend, so yes, finally, we're cool. But he, he doesn't even say we're cool. No. He's no. just like, he hey, Star Wars? And the kid, the other is like, yeah, I guess Star Wars. And I mean, to be fair, these are, I didn't, you know, Unless I really, 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 I, I think, unless somebody got hurt, I don't think it would naturally occur to me as a teenager to apologize to a little kid. So, eh. mm. but like, they're cool. They they bro it out. Max is desperate for friendship, so I don't think he's likely to like be like, well, actually, I think you did. I deserve a proper apology before I can be friends with you again. Oh no, I felt I felt that sort of like and I think we've all probably been through this being the younger kid who mm. is so thrilled to have a slightly older friend. Yeah. That who doesn't treat you like shit most of the time, <laughs> especially if you say don't have a great dad. Uh, you know, and, and we this is a thing that this is a tiny thing that I wanted to bring up. It, this feels like the place to do it. Because uh, I read in the wiki that they're planning on doing a remake of this. What? Uh, huh. Yeah. And of all people, it's Mikey Day from Saturday Night Live, who's like a third string Andy Samberg type. It doesn't make any uh. sense. Huh. But I found myself thinking and appreciating while watching this how nobody has dark secret backgrounds, which I feel like you would have to do in a movie now you would have to be like, Oh, well he doesn't have a father and this kid's on drug, blah, blah, blah. And like all of these kids are just like, we're here and we like space. Um, but Ooh, one of them has a parent who, who is an astronaut who died. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. A famous astronaut like, Oh, you're always living in their shed. All of these kids are just like, we're in camp and we like space except Kevin who sucks. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> But it belies that sort of like you could tell. I don't know. Maybe I'm just real good at spotting absent father issues. But maybe I just mapped that on Max. But he's so mm -hmm. ready to have Kevin just be like, "Oh, you like me? Okay, good." No, no, no. I mean, that's a that's that's a very reasonable reading. Yeah. Anyway, um, and they all get to be on the space shuttle, even though they nothing to deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. They just go up to the walkway in their various sneakers and tiny you know, motorcycle helmets they, so they didn't show jinx doing it but couldn't they have even just had one of them be like wow it seemed really unlikely that it was going to be us but here we are well, <laughs> no, two of the men are born with these kids <laughs> and andy like is just like ooh, ooh, we're so lucky we get to i'm excited to sit on the space shuttle too do 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 i don't think it's weird at all that you guys got the special privilege and nobody questioned it even though all the other teams have been trying so much harder and didn't screw up their missions. 
No, the, and the, given the, what a jerk she's been for all of the <laughs> practice stuff, you'd think now when they're in the actual rocket and it matters, she'd be like, okay, no shenanigans. <laughs> I think, she, yeah, she's got, she's got that kind of energy where she's just like, all right, everybody sit in your proper chairs at your stations. Like, I don't yeah. have to tell you again. I told you five times on the bus. Three point harnesses. <laughs> Come on, people. No, for right? a movie that. A movie that shows you and tells you absolutely everything. You just need that one scene where she's just like, where Andy's got her clipboard and just go, "Hey, only four of you died on this mission. Congratulations!" Oh, they like they got better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do like the shuttle cockpit. Like it's got the vertical seats, and mm-hmm. so she's standing in a lower one while Kevin and Catherine are getting belted in. She's like talking to them sideways. It's kind of cool. Oh, and the one thing I wanted to point out from this, we're all getting ready to get on to sit on the space shuttle. Tish doesn't like her jumpsuit because she finds it unstylish. Little does she know that if she when she makes it to uh, people to now, people love those things. Everybody loves a good jumpsuit. Everyone's That's true. All, all day out on Venice Beach in their spacesuits. At one point, Kayla was like, they all look like they're ready to host Mystery Science Theater. Yes, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I like that they got space camp patches. That's cute. Yeah, I kind of want one. You'll have to go to space camp. That's not probably mm-hmm. not anyway. <laughs> anyway, like an adult space camp. Kevin, the commander of the mission, is like, "All right, Catherine, we're buddies now. So I'm going to throw you a bone, and you can talk to mission control and tell them the radios work." You and so she does, and then she screams into the microphone. And now they run the test, and they're just like, "Hey, everybody, business as usual." Just gonna put some kids on a thing and uh, just pretend to fire it up and then turn it off and uh, everybody goes back to the commissary for dinner. But that's not what happens. That is not what happens. No, they burn the jets for like 20 seconds and then Jinx plugs in a parallel port and hacks the planet to fake a heat shield malfunction and the controls are like, oh no, you really have to do something about this. And Andy from the from the shuttle, it's just like, you have to light them all up. We have to go to space. Do it. And Terry O'Quinn's like, should I do it? And Tom Scarrett's like, fucking do it. And then they do it. And now we see a teacher and a bunch of really scared people on a space shuttle going up into space and everybody's freaking out because it could mean certain doom. Mm-hmm. This is probably where we should talk about 1986 and what happened six months before the release of Space Camp. Oh, the Wait, space elephant talk- in the room? Yes. Challenger blew up. Yep. Six months before the release of Space Camp. Yeah. Now, if I'm a studio, okay. if I'm a studio head, I go, let's wait a year. It's fine. Yeah, did delayed are- releases, was that not invented until the 2000s? I think it did get delayed part for a little while anyway. Not a lot. No. <laughs> so like, um, I could see there's, I mean, there's a version of history that I can absolutely see where this movie gets locked in a vault. And nobody sees it for like 30 years. It's Ooh. just this and the day the clown cried. Those yeah. are the two movies. <laughs> like, forever. The two movies that are too tasteless to ever be shown. <laughs> Yeah, and you said you read the novelization, and on Wikipedia it says that they incorporated the Challenger disaster into the book. <sighs> I saw that on Wikipedia too, and I was trying to remember, and I'm sure I read that book more than once, because it was just a little book and I read all the time. And I don't actually remember that. So <laughs> I'm sure it was in the book, but 
I guess just I was just focused on space camp and the Challenger thing that I had probably seen just a few months earlier. I, I don't know. Well, I don't remember space that. Space camp on video, so it could have been you know. It could have later. been a while later. Oh, that's true because back then there were crazy home video windows. Like movies yeah. just disappeared forever, and then like a year later, you just like. Oh shit, this movie existed. There was also like, I don't know if y'all had this, but like it would be at the main theater and then the 99 cent theater and then the drive-ins and then like four o'clock in the afternoon and then VH. So probably you just saw this for the first time when we watched it for this episode. <laughs> yeah, it probably was a lot later. Cause I remember that. I remember waiting for videos to come out from the movies and it oh, just yeah. felt like a lifetime. Some stuff just didn't come out. And then, yep. then it made a big deal out of it when it did. Like, I remember, like, how much fanfare there was when E.T. was finally on video. Oh, yeah. I won't lie. I looked up the novelization, and you can get it on Etsy for six ninety nine. and I've been thinking about putting it in order. Yeah, well, you'll have to let That's... us know uh, if, while they're going up in the, the shuttle, they're just like, oh, wow, this is like the previous shuttle disaster that happened. Oh, heat shielding. That sounds familiar. Hmm. Hmm. I, I miss 1980s paperback movie novelizations. Man, I love those things. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was like yeah. the next step up from like scholastic books. Like you know, <laughs> you didn't you didn't get them. You you got they were like airport books for kids. Like you didn't get them through your teacher. They were bought at actual bookstores. Man, what did I have? I I had Last Starfighter. I had ET. Loved them. Loved hmm. them. Oh, that means he book is great. It is very good because he was a nerd. That might have been the first place where I read. There's this whole because they like in the ET book they build out all of the kids. It's great. Now I want to read that. There's a sequel that the same author wrote called ET and the Green Planet, and it's also really weird and cool. That's wild. Yeah, I'm pretty Wind sure Fox I had the Terminator Two novelization when I was a little too old to have bought it. Hmm. I would. I would get the novelizations of movies that I couldn't watch because I didn't because they were too old for me, but I could read the book. I had the novelization of Aliens. I oh, had awesome. Stargate. Ooh. Do they still do that? Yeah. 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 Or do they just are they just like ah eh, fanfic will take care of it? They do that and they, they do video games. Oh, yeah. of course. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think I think they do them for every Marvel movie at the very least. Oh, sure. Um, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, but I got in trouble in fourth grade because I turned in a book report on a novelization on this is what a jerk. I seriously have not changed in a million years. This, I wrote a book report on a novelization on an episode of Welcome Back, Cotter. <laughs> and my teacher was like, you can't do that. You need to read a real book. And I was like, it's in the library. Yeah. I had a novelization of Charles in Charge again. Holy shit! Right? That was a novelization? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Welcome Back, Cotter surprised me, but... Yeah, no, I got it from Scholastic, if memory serves. No, Scholastic, that's what Scholastic had. Scholastic had novelizations of episodes mm -hmm. of TV shows, and then mm -hmm. you graduated to, like, going to a bookstore and buying a grown-up novelization of, like, Flight of the Navigator or whatever the fuck. Now ask me if I'd ever seen Charles in Charge again. Anna, have you ever watched Charles in Charge again? No, but I've read the book. <laughs> we'll never know if the book's better then. 
I, an intellectual. (laughs) (laughs) Galaxy brain. Yep. Uh, He's in space. Well, uh, Andy and Catherine swap spots because Andy's a real adult pilot and Catherine's a baby. And while they're launching, Catherine falls out of her seat and is pinned against the back wall. And Andy almost passes out. She's like, whoa, don't worry, everybody. We're only pushing three G's. That's a lot of G's. It's more than usual. Mm-hmm. Like three times more. Are we under one G? Is that how it works here yes. on Earth? Okay. Yeah, one gravity. <laughs> Precisely one gravity. Science. One Earth gravity. They get guided through booster separation. Sep. Somebody else say it. Separation. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and then Control loses radio contact because they uh, weren't supposed to go flying today. And they only have short range yeah. radios on board. <laughs> you know, there's a fair number of scenes in this movie where Jinx asks the computer if Max is going to die. And it says yes. And 100%. just feels like maybe he should have asked earlier. <laughs> well, okay. So like, the fuel in the shuttles for launch is like really finely tuned so that they're providing enough thrust to escape the gravity well of Earth. But they burned a lot on the pad before they forced launch. And I'm upset. Uh, <laughs> like they should have just crashed and burned before they made it out. Here's a question. Like, I understand that they launched, but like, surely they can like. You, surely you can launch a space shuttle, but not like after it's launched. It doesn't have to go into space. Can't you pilot it such as that you like just like you know go but around it has for a while? Rest, right? Like I don't know. Can you? Can you like, I don't know if you required? can just put the brakes on and turn it down, turn it around. The Bugs Bunny air brakes. <laughs> I don't you know, just, but like, but like you, you change flip the attitude. Yui? Like you change the attitude. Altitude. No, the attitude of the nose. Oh, just point so down that, instead of space. You're man, right. down, but maybe like more like maybe more like level <laughs> or uh, something. Guess, you just tootle around until you can land. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I think you I you think... fall if you stop going the way you're going. Doesn't it have a parachute on it or something that you can fall? I think like the little ones for the earlier shuttle launches where they just had like the little pod yeah i'm thinking the apollos are not oh speaking of that here was the thing i felt really dumb about because i when they landed on the runway at the end oh spoiler the shuttle lands at the end yes yeah wait didn't they parachute into the ocean and i had remembered the end of apollo 13 and replaced it with the end of space camp in my head you know you can merge those two and they'd be basically fine yeah they made these airplane shaped shuttles to yeah fly and land so they could use them more than once this is my point if it's airplane shaped why can't they just fly it like an airplane I think, as Jen said, because they have all of these boosters with filled with vitamin up that yeah, they could just drop. They could separate them early. <laughs> Where did they go, Anna? They they can go up. Actually, that I did find myself thinking this like, oh, these space shuttles go up all the time and they drop these things that are basically the size of the Chrysler building. Where did they land? I ocean. guess they land in the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or space. 
I'm such a good science-minded person. The thing that really bothered me was if they didn't pack enough oxygen, did they have bottles of water up there? Because at the end, they talked about being hungry. But did they have anything to drink? That's a thing in movies. If I don't think characters have access to water, it really bugs me. They weren't up for that long. They were only up for like 15 hours. Long time to go without a sip of water. Well, they probably had water. They probably did. They had protein bars or, or something. Space ice cream. Yeah. No ass. They get NASA. They get the rights to NASA, the rights to space camp, a pretty penny, all of this. And not one kid gives me the ASMR satisfaction of biting into crunchy, munchy Neapolitan space ice cream. <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> I love Neapolitan space ice cream. Mm, it's the best. That's why you go on field trips to museums. A hundred percent. The first thing I do in the gift shop, where's that space ice cream? Where's that ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> People don't usually buy 10 of these. Shut up. <laughs> Delicious. They all get eaten on the bus ride home and then you yeah. have space diarrhea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is just more technically advanced than normal diarrhea. Or well, more, you're pushing around. more G's, I guess, at that point. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so yes. they're, they're in orbit. <laughs> yes. Everyone's floating around. In zero gravity for real. Things real. that are funny uh, when floating. And then and Andy says, ladies and gentlemen, we're in space or something. And I'm like, you couldn't say, ladies and gentlemen, we are floating in space. Would it kill ya? Kill ya? I understand that reference. I made it for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Tish gets scared by her own earring. <laughs> oh God, yes. So, friends and neighbors, should you <laughs> should you like to? Simulate for yourself the tremendous special effects work of the film Space Camp. You can simulate floating by basically bouncing slow. I'm in zero G's right now. <laughs> They're all doing it. Wow. Oh, it's kind of like being in the Matrix, but not quite. Zero gravity was a thing they had figured out in 1959 know, for like right? Forbidden Planet. Every movie in the 50s and 60s where motherfuckers go, there has to be a scene where it's like, oh no, and one wrench floats by. That's the law. <laughs> <This is> <laughs> mm -hmm. They do put Catherine on like a wire harness and have her do backflips and stuff, which is nice. Yeah, but the... But they do spend the next 40 minutes or so of the film when they're inside they, Variously remembering that they should be bouncing a little bit when they do. <laughs> yeah. Definitely touching all of the control panels. That's how you yeah. stop yourself when you're floating around. Yeah. 100% Earth, Earth looks real nice. They, they, see, they see the sunset here and the sunrise there and they see the Alps and uh, we don't see any. We see a little corner. Oh, no. All we know is that the planet Earth is blue and there's nothing they can do. Well, except go back to Earth at the except next landing window. Yeah. Uh, the best best outcome would be for NASA to just, you know, hit the autopilot button and land them so they wouldn't have to do anything. But you need a window. They don't have contact with NASA. And as it turns out, they don't have enough air. Everybody's like, don't worry, there's a landing window in 12 hours and one minute. <laughs> <laughs> But that's kind of like the the time frame for like a normal air flight 
right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, your plane's at six, so you actually have to show up at like four. So they have to show up like two hours early for their landing window. Oh, so it actually not, takes them fourteen hours to to land, and they they only have oxygen for for less than that. Well, I mean, unless there's oxygen in those spacesuits. Nah. Look, the use. probability of max erasure is a hundred percent. I need more max. I need more max representation. I'm sorry. I cannot. I cannot abide by max erasure. I I, I buy those max erasers, and they do a great job. And I loved Max Erasure's ABBA <laughs> covers album. The end. <laughs> uh, look, they're in space. Uh, they don't have. They don't have enough air. They can't talk to NASA. They can't do nothing. And then somebody figures out. Basically, the space shuttle team and the uh, everybody sitting at their computers, ground control. Let's call them. Uh, everybody realizes at the same time that there's like a satellite or a space station up there. That's mm-hmm. just lousy with tanks of oxygen and oxygen-related products. Yeah. yeah. Tom Scared on the ground's a... like, oh, she's a smart girl. She'll remember the Daedalus is out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also a quick scene where, where Jinx is like as, is figuring this out as well. And he's like, NASA needs help! And then proceeds <laughs> to do basically nothing. I wanted him to squirt out, or it rather. Uh, I wanted Jinx to squirt out a little oil when it realized what it did. <laughs> A little puddle under the tripod. <laughs> it's a boom bad. Um, oh, no. It's two, two prequel references for me. I'm really sorry. I'm gonna stop those. Let's fuck that. Um, what was your other one? I'll try spinning. That's a good trick, right? Except it's that's okay. a neat trick. <laughs> you got me. You yep. remember that movie better than I there do. Congratulations. Go coolest person in the world yeah and then we get to go jinx stop lubricating the floor which is kind of <laughs> semi a transformers reference to the, the movies that no one likes but everyone likes right yeah right Ugh. they do keep making them mm-hmm. they sure do they sure anyway, do Everyone figures out at the same time that they can just nip around the corner and pick yeah. up some oxygen. They just have to zizz into a different orbit. Yeah. yeah. And everyone who's watching on the ground can see them actually change. It's like, good girl. She's so smart. Look at her go. Andy swaps Kevin for Catherine because Kevin's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and she's like, okay, get out, Catherine. You know what you're doing. Sit here. Girls to the front. It's the girls to the front moment yeah. because basically dicks to the back because basically everybody's just like, hey, uh, Rudy, Max and Kevin, go do literally anything else. And Tish is like, my brain's gigantic. NASA can still read our control panel stuff, even though we can have radio contact. So I can just send a Morse code to SOS on this panel. Beep, 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 beep. And unfortunately, and it's an amazing idea, and they get it eventually, but it light, unfortunately, it lights up one LED and a panel <laughs> covered that looks like a fucking light bright. It's just like there's a million lights blinking everywhere, and then this little one is just like, hey, hey, hey. and nobody's sitting at that panel for whatever reason, or no, even glances at it to be like, hey, this red light seems to be flashing. That's probably bad. Yeah. If I were sitting there, I would have just put a piece of tape over. <laughs> this is why you're not working man, at NASA. Jinx is on reason. on their way, and they picking up like radio waves, and it's like, oh, Jinx is gonna get there and solve this. 
Mm. Oh, also Max has to pee. And we get a very, like a scene that's just like, how long is this going to go? <laughs> how far are you going to take this? I guess it's a bonding moment where he, where Max is like, I can't figure it out. And so Kevin's like, he compares it to something. And now I don't remember. It's like a, th- you know, it's like a thrown in a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're not using it anyway. Just hop on and brace like the dentist. It's just like the dentist. Every every child loves the That's, dentist. Oh, because he calls him Mr. Thirsty, which you should not call a thing you're about to put on a child's penis. Never, around, ever. <laughs> never, no, no, no. No, everybody goes to jail. Everybody, the space shuttle lands, and the last scene is everybody going to jail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So Andy's space suited up. But as a kid, I think, and even now, you always, I think it would be a crime for there to be a kids in space movie where you didn't get to see some weird, how do they do this in space thing. And so I think that's where they, they had to throw that in. Yes, that's the educational content. This is how, <laughs> this is how space peeing works. Learn so much. Meanwhile, the gals are getting business done. Yeah, Andy's yeah, and got her space step out suit to on. Get some air. Yeah, <laughs> she'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out for some air and cigarettes. <laughs> so yeah, Andy's space suited up. She's gonna pop on a jet pack and fly over to the space mm-hmm. station and just get whatever oxygen they have laying around. She'll be yeah. twenty minutes. Everyone stop yelling and using up all the air. And at this point, there's like 20 minutes and 30 seconds of oxygen left. When she leaves, there's like an hour. She's out there forever. Taking and Rudy's freaking time. out. And Kevin's like, yo, Rudy, you're using up all our oxygen, bro. Maybe don't. I did kind of like that scene because like the oxygen alarm's going off. We start with Rudy mm-hmm. and then the camera does like a full 360 while he's ranting about this guy in his swim team who could hold his breath for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And he was just thinking about French fries the whole time. Rudy, get a pipe down, man. And then Kevin uses more oxygen to explain. And then it's just like a dude. You know, Here, let me explain to you why if we talk more, it's going to use up oxygen. I remember mm-hmm. when I was a child. <laughs> Andy is now space walking she gets to uh she gets to the corner shop where she's gonna pick up some uh some oxygen tanks but there is a problem uh, her arms are too short to box with god uh and <laughs> she's a little t-rex uh she can't fit she's too she's too big she's too big and everybody i guess she tells everybody in the space like hey the problem is is that i'm too big if there was a little person here hmm. maybe that would solve it and the Max mm. is like, Max literally has the line from Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. He's like, because I'm little. Wait, is the, kid, is the kid in Fantastic Mr. Fox also named Max? It no. seems like he's big. No. Oh, well. So they suit him up, Maybe. but the suit's too big and he's too little. So they grab so they, an orange tie strap and crank him in there. Like they just. Yeah. <laughs> he's fully uh, wrapped up. Which at the time uh, I thought was great, but I after listening to a show when there, remember the controversy a year or two ago about women's spacesuits and having different size spacesuits so women could do more spacewalks? Maybe, <laughs> maybe that yeah. was just me. 
But then I, I listened to show, like about how hard the old spacesuits were to maneuver and how hard they were to get into and everything. And I thought, yeah, I don't know if you could just throw a kid in there and wrap them up in an 80s fashion belt and have that be okay. No, the, the costumes are but it was fairly the okay, but the spacesuits they have have just like the lightest cotton. Right. Not like the heavy duty. Nothing feels yeah. heavy. No. That's because uh, they're in space and everything floats. Right. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody else think that when they were uh, finished sort of wrapping them in there with the orange belt that they had created some weird Ertz's fifth element cosplay? <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, later on in his life, that's probably going to be something that um, real turns moment. out to be like embedded in his mind in a way that maybe he'd prefer it wasn't. Yeah, that and the cold emptiness of the void of space. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. He, he sees immediately upon exiting the cargo bay doors. Yeah. And he... then he screams and <clears throat> pounds on the door. I want back in. I want back in. This sucks. He has, he has the reaction to space that I do after having seen gravity in, in, in IMAX. Uh, I was going to say this movie has no gravity. No, if you want to if you want to really get a sense of like, here's the thing about space, right? It's like there's no gravity. So no. <laughs> so everywhere is down and you're very high up everywhere and it's bad and I hate it. And you're the teacher, Jen. That's the weird part because boy oh boy. Now I just want you to te- I want you to do a space science. All right, kids. First thing you have to know, space is real big. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and I don't know if you heard the you. word on the street. There's no gravity there. The kids are just like, space will kill you. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's like underwater. You're not supposed to be there. So you're saying there's a lot of space up there? <laughs> oh, I could do so much. I could put in, could put in a, an armoire. <laughs> could look, no matter where you look, you're gonna. It's okay. Here's what. Here's what I'm trying to say. Is like you're. It's like when you're in space. It's like you're always falling. That's what being on Earth is actually like. That's what gravity does. But I can't you. tell. You're you're constantly accelerating towards the but center of mass of the planet. Tell. Kevin does the one <sighs> cool thing in this movie, and immediately goes into an Alec Guinness impression. Is just like <clears throat> Luke goes through feelings, blah blah blah. Direct lines taken. The force is always with you. As Corey pointed out before, we were all on mic uh, or recording. Pretty scratch. Pretty scratch Guinness. Yeah, not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Kevin sucks, but this is the one time that he's okay, and uh, and Max is now full of beans. He's cured of his space madness. <laughs> They're taking more to cure me of space madness. He goes out to the Daedalus, uh, and he turns around. They both scream because you don't really expect a child to be behind you in space. Um, I don't think we should have been able to hear that. They have radios. Yeah. Headsets. All right. Uh, Shut up. And he's like, look, I'm here. I'm little. Grease me up. Let's do this. <laughs> and she's like, okay, get on in there. He unstraps one bottle. She grabs it. And she's like, I'm just going to take this back. You'll be fine with the next one out here by yourself. Child. <laughs> Thumbs up. Yes. Well, cause she's aiming to get three bottles back so that they have ample air. And then oxygen like, runs out. Yep. Then they're like, well, cool. Guess how much oxygen we have left. What, everything you can see in this cockpit. Oh no, I can't oxygen. see anything. Ah! 
Unfortunately, we're not slowly replacing it with like, I know another gas that will kill us. There's never, and again, in a movie that tells you literally exactly everything that's going to happen, I kind of wanted somebody to be like, so how long do we have with what's in here? And another person Mm -hmm. to go, I don't know, five minutes. And I can't decide whether or not knowing or not knowing would make it scarier. If that makes, did that make sense? Like if you say we've got five minutes as opposed to we could literally die at any second now, I guess Mm -hmm. it's the latter. I remember really wondering, and I still wondered, if you only have the air in the cockpit, how long can a group of people breathe that up if there's no air coming in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. It's just that's it's just, just, and I kind of wish they'd address because I remember really wondering then, and I still don't know. I'll say that I'm I'm not that afraid of aspiration, like breathing in carbon dioxide to die, because your body can't tell what gas you're breathing. So yeah. it can't tell that it's not oxygen. You, you just kind of like start breathing a lot more. Uh, as your you brain's sleepy. like, I don't have enough, and then you go to sleep, and then yeah. it's all right. over. That's a good. That's a good way to go. Better than yeah. just floating away from the ship and or exploding on reentry, you know, or getting set on fire. Fun. Welcome back to <laughs> dying and talking about it in detail. Uh, it out. Max is unfortunately possibly going to learn about flying off into the inky uh-huh. void of space uh, because uh, he almost, he basically flies off. Andy is like, all right, uh, child, just follow me. Oh no, I couldn't have imagined this outcome. Max is floating <laughs> into space. So now she's yep. got to go get him. Yep. She's like, I'm right behind you, kid. He's like, I can't reach. My arms are shorter than your short arms. And she's like, it's okay. I've got this dangling strap that is wrapped around your foot. I don't know about y'all, but I was expecting her to pull on it and it to start going. Then he unravels the way to the moon. That she she grabbed? Yep. They were lucky that Tish had a belt that she wrapped around herself. 18,000 times. <laughs> it's a very long belt, Jen. And my wife and I thought is like, wow, it's a very long belt that Tish had. <laughs> it was the style at the time. So she yoinks him back and it seems like, and now they're running out of oxygen and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they're in the airlock. And now uh, uh, Catherine's, or not Catherine, Andy's going to do the switch in Maru. And Rudy the technology expert on the ship has to tell her which hose to connect to the oxygen bottle to not explode them. And he's like, it's the one next to the green one. She's like, there is no green one. It's the one then next to the yellow one. And then Catherine's like, whoa, stop trying. I'll <laughs> learn this in five seconds. Quit it, dummy. It's the red one. And he's like, no, believe in me. Well, he's also, to be fair, he's also like, Suffering from oxygen deprivation or fear of oxygen deprivation. He's got the shakes. He reacts like everyone does at a pop quiz. It's just like, I wasn't expecting there to be a test. (laughs) We never see Catherine. We never see her do anything good or smart. That's a good point, actually. Because she comes in and she's like, I've read all the things and I know this, this and this. And then she just eats shit for the entire movie <laughs> from the second she opens her mouth uh andy's just like that oh, looks like you're gonna have to eat shit because fuck you. <laughs> she's 
she can't get the tilt and gig right. And we never see her getting better at it until she, ha- you know, spoiler alert, she ends up kind of saving the day, but we don't know that she's good at anything. We kind of just take her word for it. And the movie just treats her like Meg from family guy, just <laughs> the worst. Except she like bullies everyone else. She yeah. gets into all of their business and tries to tell them and micromanage their jobs instead of doing her own job. So it's worse. But she does She's learn a, a valuable life lesson from this whole cable thing, which is that bossy is the same as being the boss. That's what her mom always tells her. That's what her mom always tells her. Yeah, uh, I assume she was taking it to heart and not just being like, "I'm just going to keep on going on the way I'm going." Because I think. But we don't her. actually see her. No, we make don't. Any tangible change. No, nope. no, we don't. <laughs> um, so Rudy was correct. Yes, actually, after bringing that ship down, she's probably going to be worse than ever. It's a good point. Um, and there's like, I don't know if it happens here, but Kevin is basically like, Catherine, you don't know what you're talking about. There, I don't if it's not here, it's somewhere else where basically like Kevin's like, we're going to do what I say. And he ends up being right. And I was just like, I understand the lesson that you're teaching, but I don't want Kevin to ever have, I don't want <laughs> Kevin to have a win before Catherine does. Yeah. Because Kevin is, Kevin's set up as a fucking joker even though that's how max turns out uh and like he, uh, a delay yes yeah, uh but uh kevin is the guy who doesn't know shit and he's the one he's the one who should be eating shit through the whole movie <laughs> he really should that's because true. he doesn't know anything he shouldn't be here and he thinks this is all a joke He's the one who should be fucking up constantly and learning lessons. And instead it's Meg, it's fucking Catherine. And she's the one who's like, I love being here. And I know all these things about space. And she's a little bossy, but she's not a fucking, she's not Tracy Flick. She's Mm. just like, I know all this shit and I'm right. And I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. People are weird with learning the wrong lessons. Mm -hmm. So they get oxygen back. And Andy goes to hook up the second bottle, has an oopsie, uh, mm-hmm. the gas escapes into space, and she gets ram-jammed against the back wall of the cargo <laughs> hold. Max grabs, like, a little dangly rope that's attached to her. And he's like, oh, what's happening? Someone tell me what to do. She's so heavy out here in the weightlessness of space. <laughs> Flying a kite in space. <laughs> I can't possibly just reel her in with my tiny arms. I'm not strong enough. He has to get closer to her so that he can pull her better from no leverage land. Down at ground control, they're like, well, everything's been done. Let's push this button, send them into automatic, close the pod bay doors, Hal, and, uh, and everybody's coming home. And now everybody on the space shuttle freaks the fuck out because the doors are closing and Kate Capshaw is just like dangling, dangling up in space. Mm-hmm. But if they, but if they stop, if they turn off the automatic control and take manual control, they're going to miss their window of opportunity to get back to Earth, and they don't have enough air to try again. Oh, and this is where this is where Kevin's like, "Fuck it, let's mm-hmm. save, let's save yeah. her life." Yeah, Catherine and looks that's... up in the manual where the override control is for the autopilot, and her hand is like hovering over the button. She's like, "I don't know what to do," and he's like, "I'm doing it." 
And I just wanted that reversed. And I understand it's 19, but I wanted him to be the one pissing himself. He never has a comeuppance scene. He never has a scene where he almost fucks everybody and they go, hey, smart ass, you got to take this seriously. I, I'm- yeah, the lesson with him is you cannot care about anything and just be privileged because if you're if you're a white male, when the important moment comes, you, you've got this. <laughs> there is a moment soon where he's like, I don't know what to do, but that's well, just kind of like downtime for the plot. Yeah. Anyways, anyway. Why does he, he have to learn a lesson the hard way? Uh, yeah, this is annoying me more now. <laughs> kind yeah. of went over my head. <laughs> Everybody learns a lesson in this movie but him. Mm-hmm. And arguably Andy. Oh, yeah, that's true. And Jinx. Uh, yeah, but I didn't expect Jinx to learn a lesson. <laughs> Jinx is, boy, you know what? One of the things about this movie is that nobody um, apparently, at least as far as we see, finds out that the Jinx is responsible for all this and they don't immediately oh, no, turn him to scrap. <laughs> they do. When Jinx runs in and is like, hot water burn baby or whatever he's yelling. Uh, <laughs> I did it. I attention s- to him. They think he's just a dumb robot. Which? To be fair, He's like, I, I, I'm the one who kidnapped the Lindbergh baby. And they're like, whatever. Okay. So now that you want Gandy back in and she's all, she's all crunchy smushy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They zip her into like a sleep pod she, and give her a tensor bandage. She's got a broken arm and some ribs. Maybe Kevin, the yeah. doctor isn't sure, but <laughs> he's like, I'm going to stay here with the unconscious lady and the rest of you just go somewhere else. And Leah Thompson's like, but what if I told you how scared I was and we hugged? And then she cries about being bossy. Also, Mission Control is like pretty upset that they missed their window and they're going to die and they don't have any clue why they would have done that. Mm-hmm. And now Rudy has an idea. Rudy, Rudy, he's, Rudy, Rudy. He's heard about other places where space shuttles land. Yeah, yes. like in 82, Columbia landed at White Place. Plains. And he's like, no, White that's downtown male New York. privilege. No, that's not it. No, that's no, no, cool. no. Kevin's like, yes. Um, <laughs> I've heard of No, that. and they're like, oh, that <laughs> stupid James Spader erotic uh, thriller, White Sands. That's, <laughs> that's it. White Palace. Oh, shit. And it's not really a thriller. It's just erotic? Yeah, it's him and Susan Sarandon. It's a May-December type. Well, not May-December. Oh, May that's December. right. And it's uh, it's White Palace. It's like a burger Instead place. of White Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Harold and yeah. Kumar go to White Sands. <laughs> <laughs> Julian Sands, RIP. We're back. Uh, <laughs> Full circle. Uh, okay. So they're all like, yeah, we'll, we'll land here. Sounds great. How do we do that? Jinx finally hmm. gets into the control room. He's like, Jinx put Max in space. Uh, I'm yelling. And they're like, get the robot out of here. Get him out and of here. Security like picks him up. And he, they as literally- they're carrying him out, he sees the little blinky LED on the panel and starts like translating it in real mm. time. And it's just letters because it's Morse code. So they're like, that robot's annoying. I like how too secure. First of all, there's security. There's beefies like it's the hottest nightclub in town. <laughs> uh, and then somebody just doesn't go switch. They literally grab him by each arm. Like they're about to throw him out of Martini's bar and it's a wonderful, out show robots go through the door, through the window. Um, and then Jinx braces against the door frame like, no, they're redirecting to White Sands. Don't throw me out. Max's code. 
and everybody goes, oh, look, the Beboobop thing is blinking. And then we, and then they're like, it's Morse code. And then they cut back to the space shuttle and Tish is looking at, and now everything's blinking back at her. And she has the same fucking response that they, which is like, what's with all these stupid lights? And somebody yeah. else is like, Tish, it's Morse code, you idiots. No, she realizes it's Morse code as she's just like. It takes a minute, but yeah. it's just like, oh, shit. Which brings me to the line that as a kid I thought was the coolest line ever, and I was waiting for it, which is, whip me, beat me, take away my charge card, NASA's talking. <laughs> That's a weird line for a kid's film. It's really <laughs> weird. That's incredible. And as a kid, I... <laughs> that is, yeah, Kayla and I, we were both like, well there is something that you don't necessarily put in a children's film. Uh, but I guess they wanted this to be a little more than a kiddie film. They went, but still even for like, it's like, but you know what? Because the eighties were weird. That was a thing that was on, that was definitely on like t-shirts and bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. That was like, that was up there with the pin that had like a, that said, I'm a Jewish American princess, buy me a tab. A pin my mother had, not a Jewish woman. Uh, married to a Jewish man, briefly, uh, but you know we just got a, you, you, they put it. There were just a lot of weird little sayings and pithy things. And Spencer's gifts had a d- bunch of dirty cards in back. It was the Wild West, I tells you. We're better off now with an internet <laughs> that five year olds can watch literally any act of sexual congress that exists. Have you but, been to the back of a Spencer's recently? I haven't been inside anywhere in three and a half years. Yeah, okay, that's uh, but no, I have. But 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 no, Spencer's used to have like the dirty cards. Yeah. In the way way back, do they not have those anymore? Oh I'm no, sure they, they have they have dildos and stuff now. They they're like full on like a very cheap sex store. I'm in I'm the making, back. I'm making the old heavens face. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Yeah. My favorite line in the movie is Andy right after they achieve orbit and everyone's like looking at the window. She's just like, I'm going to check this mother out. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All the bleeps are bleeping and the blinks are blinking. Uh, It's a weird line. We can all agree on that. And it's the last interesting thing that happens in the movie because (laughs) it's true. Uh, Well, well, Kevin. Kevin, Oh yeah. Kevin has to give yeah. Leslie Neal, Kevin turns into Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> she's like, all right, Catherine, you gotta you gotta land this ship. And she's like, no, I'm not good at anything. I suck. And he's like, he's like, yeah, okay, fine. I'm gonna do it. You do suck. And she's no, like, yeah. he's like, I'm gonna give Tish the manual. Oh, right. And then she's like, give oh. me that. And he's like, oh, competitive. <laughs> so, so Kevin invents negging in space. Space snagging <laughs> game, the final frontier. Oh God! So uh, no, she do, do does the-, the maneuver for the landing thing, and she does it too much, and so now they're spinning out of control. Wait a sec, just you like, mean, like the, the multi-axis trainer. At? Yeah. Ah. <gasps> How are the gang gonna get out of this one? <laughs> she does it. Yeah, oh. she just gets good at it. Everybody shouts at her and she just does it. And then uh, she has to pull the nose up for re-entry. She's got to aim for 30 degrees attitude. I want to apologize again, Anna, for correcting you. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you see me holding myself back from saying something? 
Yes, because you've never corrected when I've misspoken, except when I have, it was wrong. And in this case, you were right. So that's fine. Oh, apparently Anna's shuttle has run out of air. <laughs> uh, we had 12 hours and it's been too many This hours. podcast is way too long. This is the shortest podcast we've ever done, by the way. <laughs> so true. It's actually uh, accurate. Uh, anyways, uh, so it's got to be 30 degrees, not a degree higher or a degree lower. And it seems like the way to do that is just pull real hard. <laughs> but not too hard. No, Andy's in the back. She's got a headset. She's like, you're pushing it too hard. So she <laughs> doesn't. Mm -hmm. And they're fine. <laughs> and everybody cheers. Yeah. It seems like the nose thing like... compared to the spinny thing is much yeah. easier. Yeah. 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 And then the noise and everybody... stops and everyone's like, did we yeah. died? Oh God. Tiffany's like, are we dead? And that's when they see John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John in the car from Greece. <laughs> yep. Oh, shit, we did die. <laughs> Wait, is that what happens at the end of Greece? Yeah, they go to space. What? It's like the heavy die? side layer in Cats. There was, oh. there, was a, there was an internet fan theory that uh, because Greece ends with the two of them in a car flying off into the heaviside lair, the idea is that in the prologue, uh, the two of them drown when they're frolicking on the beach. Oh, and so, oh. And so, so it's Greece, like lost. Yes. So Greece is, <laughs> and the uh, the events of Greece are a, as they say on, uh, uh, how did this get made? An elaborate, uh, occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge mm -hmm. scenario, mm -hmm. and then Sandy finally gets to go to heaven because she learned how to dress slutty. So, people need to stop having theories until they learn how to, like, watch a movie. Isn't there a Grease yeah. 2? There sure there is. is. Michelle Pfeiffer's the lead. Yeah, there's, a lot, it's, of, there's uh, a lot of Grease 2 apologists out there. If I remember that correctly. It's a better movie. Yeah, see, I knew Josh was going to be one of them. My wife, my wife has done this to me. I did not care about either Greases growing up because my high school didn't do musicals, which I don't say snobbly. It's just a point of fact. No. Uh, because if your high school does musicals, you're doing Grease. My high school only did plays. So oh, I, never cared. Yeah, yeah. I never cared about it until my wife was like, I love Grease and I love Grease 2 more. And we watched both and I was like, Grease 2 is objectively the more lovable movie because Michelle Pfeiffer's fucking astonishing in it. I haven't actually seen Grease 2. I've only seen Grease like a thousand times. Have you seen Grease 2? No. Oh, now this is the second podcast my wife will have been on talking about Grease 2. This well. week's out. <laughs> oh, shit, but I've seen it a million times, so it doesn't count. Okay, well, never you mind. can take what? the week off. You're spared. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> I'll just replace you with Kayla. It's fine. So That's everybody has control cheers and hugs each other like they did a damn thing. Mm-hmm. And then they put the shuttle on autopilot that lands yeah. itself. And that's the end of the movie. Five minutes of credits. And Jen was alluding to this, but we didn't want They should be in the canon of heroes with ticker tape and shit. There's, I mean, movies, narratives in general should probably have at least a little bit of denouement. They don't yeah. have to be Lord of the Rings, but come on. There should be meaningful slow-mo hugs and then yes. Andy should look at Catherine and give her a little nod of approval and walk away. Yeah, and Kevin and Catherine should smooch. Yeah, and Andy yeah. and then and Catherine has her mustache kiss with uh Tom Skerritt. <laughs> yeah. 
Everybody drinks and snacks, hug. <laughs> now here's the, okay, but here's the problem. I mean, aside from the fact that they should absolutely everybody's a hundred million miles. Yeah, yeah everybody's can. on the opposite coasts. Mm-hmm. But you still have them getting off and blah blah blah, and that oh. And then all of their parents, then you, what you want over the mm-hmm. credits is the lawsuit that their parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Max did ruin the Daedalus and he's going to be very getting funny. the bill. Yeah. It's like, wait till your parents, because they're out in space and joking around like, wait till your parents have to pay the bill. At, at which point Max should have said like, we're closing you down. What are you talking about? <laughs> you launched children into space. There is no more <laughs> space camp. There's no more NASA. There's none of this. No, it's just litigation camp. If you blew up a school teacher, they would shut you down. This is worse. It feels weird because Kevin's such like a Top Gun character that they should have that ending at least. Like not necessarily someone died on reentry, but I didn't know where you were going with that, uh, Coriander. So for a second, I thought you were going to say Kevin's such a top, and I was like, I don't (laughs) want to talk about it. I mean, he is. For sure, yeah, he, he but also, but also, but Catherine bad. is a top two. <laughs> but he's bad at it. Yes. Anyways, we're robbed mm-hmm. of how this movie should end, and but it's over. And the yeah, end. just them reformatting Jinx and <laughs> removing some like interface arms from it, <laughs> or Jinx being put in charge of a paperclip factory. <laughs> Clip camp, space camp. Johnny Five rolls in. Jinx and Jinx high five. <laughs> it's and then Heathcliff is there for some reason. <laughs> He's wearing a ham out. helmet. Yep. Space camp. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's super enjoyable. Show it to if you have kids. Show it to kids. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, one bully says the me. word shit. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. And, and it, what is the, in the in the girls' bunk? There's a gal in her underpants. Like this there's is a lot of leg in the girls' bunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, yeah. I think the tagline on the poster was "Show it to kids, it's fine." <laughs> <laughs> Josh Gagan, nothing. Um, yeah, it's space camp. Uh, I was, I'm, I, I was, I'm thrilled that it wasn't two hours of my time wasted. There you go. Yeah, I was that happy. should be on the poster. I was happy. Jen, you already said that you lived up to your expectations. Did it surpass? Were you like, we're rocking good time in space? Um, I think it was a little disappointing just because I have kid memory of it and it being awesome. And so there were things where I saw sort of saw the dialogue for what it was and the special effects for what they were. So in that sense, it was a little bit of a letdown, but it held up a lot better than many things I've seen as a kid and then seen again as an adult. And mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I would say this held up better than expected. I actually was surprised because people don't talk about it. I was like, this seems like a movie that had some some budget and some thinking. And why am I the only one I know who's ever seen it? Because it had because you can find it on the dark web and on YouTube. Like <laughs> there's no and I maybe Mark Knopfler got real litigaty. I don't know. Like <laughs> you, you can't sorry, that's millions of dollars. Uh I don't know. Uh, there's an article that I probably should have read before this that explains why I am sure it's music clearance because that's always what it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't, 
I don't fucking know. Maybe it's uh no, he can't even be uh Lucas being a dick uh because uh Fox Disney owns this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh NASA is like, oof, this is not what we but they're making a sequel or another one or reboot. If they really do That's remake true. it, I bet the old one's gonna crop up on some. That's some true. They might yeah. release it from the Disney Vault or something. Yeah, because if this is if this is ABC like ABC Television, and yep. then yeah, then that's Fox, Disney, Hulu, ABC. It's everything. the same so. production company that released National Lampoon's Class Reunion. This yeah. is better. Uh, I my my thought remember my memories of it or remembrances because I am. I'm 90 years old, apparently. My remembrance of Space Camp was that it was boring and stupid. And it wasn't. It was fun. I uh, I read about Space... I, I, know I, I know I must have seen it. Like, there's no way I didn't see it. But I don't really remember it. I think I, I, all I remember is having seen it. I think, I think it was a family movie night thing and finding it relatively boring at the time. Part of the reason why I was hyped up for Jinx is that... I used to get this kids like computer magazine and anytime there was a movie with a robot in it, they really went, went all in on the robot and hyped it up. So I'm like, Oh yeah. Movie with a robot. They did um, Rocky. Rocky four is the one where he goes to Russia, right? Correct. Yeah. They did a whole thing about that. Like that stupid robot that like delivers beverages in Rocky four and be like, Hey, there's a robot in this movie. And I was like, Oh, I want to see Rocky four. Cause it's got this robot in it. And that, that robot does not have a lot of screen time. No. Anyway, so point being, I wanted more robot when I was a kid. I did not have a lot of buy-in to the whole space camp idea, so it wasn't for me then. I actually did, like, I've I did find it like a fine watch now. Like, it should have been at least twenty minutes shorter for sure. But I didn't like start checking my watch or anything. It was, it just sort of, I still sort of feel like it would have been a more interesting movie without them going into space. <laughs> Which is part maybe because they spent like a solid hour setting up a movie where they don't go into space. They go to space at like the one hour mark. Yeah. They do, yeah. And it's and just like yeah, it's weird. It's just weird pacing wise. And I could see like the movie where it's just a like, hey, these it's where it's like a real genius type thing, but for young. Yeah, people. no, and I would have also loved that movie. That would have been a great movie. Yeah. And they wouldn't have had to pretend they were floating. I always love a plucky band of misfits up against the odds. But this Maybe. movie is fine. This version yeah. is fine. It's totally fine. Don't dislike it's, it. It's too long, and yet thinking about the movie, I'm like, there's nothing I'd take out. And no. it was genuinely like, it was a little nail bitey. I definitely like the scene. Considering I didn't look anybody up, but considering like the writers and the director, I was just like, these are not name brand people um and it's all the dialogue is clunky but like the action sequences are really solid and genuinely thrilling it's cromulent it's good it's it's yeah. good yeah i was really it's impressed cool. with like the technical details like the attention to the space camp facility and its various simulators and mission control consoles that actual children and teenagers would get to like fiddle with for these simulated actual space missions and things like that. Uh, yeah, it, 
and the um one sorry sorry um just getting choked up thinking yeah about being choked up <laughs> no and the camera work is actually pretty good there's a lot oh, of yeah, really yeah. interesting kind of shots they do like walking and talking they have characters at different levels in the scene and are different orientations uh good mix of shots thumbs up it's it's fine it's yeah it's genuine like it was a it was a i would categorize it as a very pleasant surprise kayla and i were both like nice yeah that's it i'll give it like um, three stars for for adults and like four stars for kids yeah i guess we're doing that on the show now you know i'm just okay. trying to quantify because because not for everything you reveal <laughs> 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 That's the problem with the star system. So you're telling me the space camp is four stars, but the beast is five? How do you justify this? They're the same. They're basically, they're basically the, same, the movie. same movie. That's, you know. Just and the- why is our scale out of seven? I have no idea. Oh, well, you know, you need a middle point for your scale. Uh, yeah, no, it's just like it's, as an adult watching a children's film, there's always that, like, either either you go back into your childlike nature like Josh does, and possibly Corey, uh, or you just sit there like me and you're like, hmm, let's analyze this like a film student. Yeah. Uh, no, it's got a good, I like the nuts and bolts of it. Like I said at the beginning, the one buy-in is that they have Super Robot and mm-hmm. the other buy-in is that these kids would have died immediately. And then besides that, <laughs> it's pretty- it's not a better it's, movie though. It's pretty nuts and bolts. Like it's like, there is a there is a dorky kind of love of all things NASA to it. I, I feel like now we're all just saying, oh, that's pretty good. So yeah. in it. Also, also, okay, the female yeah. characters get to do crap. Like they get to be friends so and center and they are on better terms often than the male characters, and yeah. that's very nice for a mid eighties movie. Shocking passes a Bechtel test. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Space camp! Space camp. Space camp. Space camp. <laughs> Anna, end the show. Oh, I guess I'll end the show by popular <laughs> demand. Uh, I'm popular. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, uh, I have been Anna Wasserman. Thank you for listening. You can find listen. You can find me on Instagram at Gold Sarcasmium. I don't know. By the time this comes out, where else I might be? It's um, it's a tumultuous time. <laughs> I'm Josh A. Kagan, and you can find me at Josh A. Kagan on Instagram. I'm Coriander Dickinson. You can find me at Coriander Dickinson. Is that my name on Instagram? And I'm Jen Foot, and I don't think you're probably going to look me up on Instagram. <laughs> to be fair, I, I don't post to social media. Actually, I ever. don't post. No, I don't really. I'm I'm trying to get back into it. She's a Facebook girl. Oh. All right. Space camp. <laughs> Space camp. Cut immediately to black credits. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>